The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thanks for joining us, Triple Eight. 93393 the uh hearing is going on we're going to rejoin that here in a second uh they're back from their recess or their break or whatever they just did their their uh, bathroom pause hmm. who knows what it was uh but Christine Blazy Ford has she been has she convinced you of anything does she sound sincere to you triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I think she I think she may have actually been sexually assaulted just not by Brett Kavanaugh I, I don't think He's got four accu- accusers now. Um, and in this particular case with Christine Blasey Ford, two men came forward yesterday and admitted it was them, not Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Wait, what, why would you admit to that if you, if you didn't first do it? I Very strange. And why aren't those guys there today? I don't know. Are they not there? Maybe they will be later. I, maybe we'll hear from them. Yeah, I she, hope so. She, to her credit, showed up. Um, yes, even though seventy-seven percent uh, that took the poll at Pat Unleashed didn't mm-hmm. expect that. To didn't happen, expect her to myself show. Myself included. I believe I said she would. Did I not? I think you did. I think I did. So yeah, you're among the twenty-three percent. All right, so we've got that. There was a huge press conference that uh, President Trump uh, did yesterday and said some amazing things. We'll share some of that with you, but uh, let's get back to the live coverage of the questioning of Christine Blasey Ford now. How did you get here? Also by airplane. I come here once a year during the summer to visit my family. Oh, I thought okay. she was going to drive. I'm sorry, not here. I go to Delaware. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, mm. you fly fairly frequently for your hobbies, and your, you've had to fly for your work. Is that true? Correct, unfortunately. Um, you, you were a consulting biostatistician in Sydney, Australia. Is that right? I've never been to Australia, but the company that I worked for is based in Australia, and they have an office in San Francisco, California. Okay. I don't think I'll make it to Australia. (laughs) It is long. Um, I also saw on your CV that you list the following interests of surf travel, and you, in parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. By airplane? Yes. And your interests also include oceanography, uh, Hawaiian and Tahitian culture. Did you travel by air as a part of those interests? Correct. Thank you very much. Easier for me to travel going that direction when it's a vacation. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you for being here, Dr. Ford. Uh, You know, in my old job as a prosecutor, we investigated reports like this. So it gave me a window Mm -hmm. on the types of cases that hurt women and hurt all of us. And I would always tell the women that came Mm -hmm. before us that they were going to have to tell their story before a jury box of strangers. And you've had to tell your story before the entire nation. This is the nightmarish Amy Klobuchar. People swept cases like yours under the rug. They'd say what happens inside a house didn't belong in the courthouse. Well... Whoever the times said that. have changed. Get out of here. So I just want to thank you for coming forward today and for sharing your report with us. Now, I understand that you've taken a polygraph test 
Dr. Ford, um, that found that you were being truthful when you described what happened to you. Can you tell us why you decided to take that test? I was uh, meeting with attorneys. I was interviewing various attorneys, and the attorneys uh, asked if I was willing to take it, and I said, absolutely. That said, it was almost as anxiety-provoking as an airplane flight. Okay. Um, and you've talked about your recollections um, and seeing Mark Judge at that Safeway. If there had been an appropriate reopening of this background check and FBI interviews, would that help you find the time period if you knew when he worked at that Safeway? I feel like I could be much more helpful if I could be provided with that date through employment records or the IRS or something, Any, anything so that Thank would you. help. I would assume that's true. Dr. Ford, under federal law, and I don't expect you to know this, but statements made to medical professionals are considered to be more reliable. There's a federal rule of evidence about this. Uh, you told your counselor about this back in 2012. Is that right? My therapist? Mm -hmm. My individual therapist, correct. Right. And I understand that your husband was also present when you spoke about this incident in front of a counselor, and he recalls you using Judge Kavanaugh's name. Is that right? Yes, I just have to slow down a minute because I might have been confusing. So there were two separate incidents yes. where it's reflected in my medical record. I talked about it more than those two times, mm -hmm. um, but therapists don't typically write down content as much as they write down process. They usually are tracking your symptoms and not your mm -hmm. story and the facts. I just happened right. to have it in my record twice. So the first time is in 2012 with my husband in couples therapy with the quibbling over the remodel. And then in 2013 with my individual okay. therapy. So if, if uh, someone had actually done an investigation, your husband would have been able to say that you named his name at that time. Correct. Okay. Um, I know you've been concerned with your privacy throughout the process. Um, and you first requested that your account be kept confidential. Can you briefly tell us why? Uh, yes. So as I stated before, once uh, I was unsuccessful in getting my information to you before the candidate was chosen, my original intent was to get the information when there was still a list of other candidates available. Uh, and once that was not successful, and I saw that persons were very supportive of the nominee, I tracked it okay. all summer and realized that when I was calculating that risk-benefit ratio that it looked like I was going to just, you know, suffer only for no reason. Okay. You know, from my experience um, with memory, I remember distinctly things that happened to me in high school or happened to me in college, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't exactly remember the date. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't exactly remember the time. I sometimes may not even remember the exact place mm -hmm. uh, where it occurred, but I remember the interaction. And many people are focused today on what you're not able to remember about that night. I actually think you remember a lot. I'm going to phrase it a little differently. Can you tell us what you don't forget about that night? The stairwell, the living room, the bedroom, the bed on the right side of the room. As you walk into the room, there was a bed to the right, um, the bathroom in close proximity, 
the laughter, the uproarious laughter, and the multiple attempts to escape, and the final ability to do so. Thank you very much, Dr. Ford. Uh, Dr. Ford, I, I want to correct the record, but it's not something that I'm saying that you stated wrongly because you may not know the fact that when, when you said that uh, you didn't think it was possible for us to go to California as a committee or our investigators to go to California to talk to you, uh, we did, in fact, uh, offer that to you, and we had the capability of doing it, and we would have done it anywhere or anytime. So, Thank you. And Mr. Chairman, could I put the polygraph uh, results on the uh, record, please? The polygraph results in the record. Without it. But, is there any objection? Well, well let us see the chart. The polygraph? You want to all see it? You hold just a minute, please. I, I think you may have it. Yeah, can we have the underlying charts, too? The underlying charts? I have the polygraph results that I would just like to put in the record. I'll, uh, I'll deal with the charts after that. Could I put the polygraph tests in the record? Mr. Chairman, we were, um, we had proposed uh, having the polygraph examiner testify, as you know. If that had happened, the full panoply of materials that he had supporting his examination would have been provided. You rejected that request, so what we did provide uh, was the polygraph report, which is what the members of the committee currently have. And on September 26, Mr. Chairman, this was actually sent to your chief counsel, and I just want to share it with America Did we so just that share they have this report as well. The full okay. panoply is okay, but not a partial objection. panoply. But you have access include, All right. but we're also requesting and expect uh, the other materials that I've just stated. But Mr. Chairman, you wouldn't allow the underlying witness who performed the polygraph test to testify, nor would you allow Mark Judge to testify. And so I would just like to point out, thank you for allowing this report in the record, but that is the reason uh, that we don't have the underlying information for you. You got what you wanted, and I think you'd be satisfied. M Mr. Chairman. I am satisfied with uh, that. Thank Senator, you. Uh, go ahead. When was the polygraph administered? It was administered on August 7th, when was it? 2018, when was and it, it was the date of the report is August 10th, 2018, Mr. When was it provided to the hey, committee? Let, let's just see if we can't do this in a more orderly way. Uh, well, it was, I was, he was asking, and I have it right here, and you have it as well. It was We've September 26th. We've accepted it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Mitchell for Senator Cruz. Thank you. Dr. Ford, um, we've talked about the day and the night that you've described in the summer of 1982, and thank you for being willing to do that. Um, I know it's difficult. I'd like to shift gears and discuss the last several months. Okay. In your um, statement, you said that on July 6th, you had a, quote, sense of urgency to relay the information to the Senate and the President. Did you contact either the Senate or the President on or before <laughs> July 6th? No, I did not. I did not know how to do that. Okay. Uh, Listen prior to, the to July 6th, had you spoken to any member of Congress, and when I say Congress, I mean the Senate or the House of Representatives, 
or any congressional staff members about your allegations? No. Why did you contact the Washington Post then on July 6th? So I was panicking because I knew the timeline was short for the decision. Uh, and people were giving me advice on the beach. People who don't know about <laughs> the processes, but they were giving me advice. And many people told me, you need to hire a lawyer. And I didn't do that. I didn't understand why I would need a lawyer. Um, somebody said, call the New York Times, call the Washington Post, put in an anonymous tip, go to your congressperson. And when I weighed those options, I felt like the best option was to try to do the civic route, which is to uh, go to my congressperson who happens to be Anna Eshoo. Uh, so I called her office and I also put in the anonymous tip to the Washington Post and neither, unfortunately neither got back to me in, before the selection of the nominee. You testified that uh, Congresswoman Eshoo's office contacted you on July 9th. Is that right? They contacted me the date that the nominee was uh, announced, so that seems like likely. Had you talked to about your allegations with anyone in her office before the date of July 9th? I told the receptionist on the phone. Okay. On July 10th, you texted the Washington Post again, which was really the third time, is that right? Second date, third time. Let's see. One moment. Correct. And you texted, been advised to contact senators or New York Times, haven't heard back from Washington Post. Who yeah. advised you to contact senators or the New York Times? Beach friends, okay. coming up with ideas of how I could try to get to people because people weren't responding to me very quickly. So all right, we'll get back to this uh, to in just test. a second. You're going to take a break here, we and uh, we'll get back to the testimony of Christine Blasey Ford. It's interesting that she shared it with the uh, with the receptionist. Uh, she shared her story with the receptionist uh, in somebody in Congressman Eshoo's office. Is that where that was? Uh, so that's good. Uh, that that was a probably a really a really good decision right there. Share it with the receptionist, mm -hmm. and then she went down to the building, and and then she talked to the uh, overnight janitor uh -huh. about things while he was sweeping up and things. And he he referred her to the lobby greeter in the building, and, and then the next day she showed up and and told the lobby greeter about it. And so I'm a little upset as a taxpayer that these congressional offices have not only a receptionist, but a janitor, yeah, okay, a lobby greeter. Sure. What else do they have? I mean, Walmart has a greeter. You don't want your Next congressman dollar. to have a greeter, like a lobby greeter? <laughs> yeah. And she shared it with those people, so that's good. It's great. Okay. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's, it's hard to listen to this. It's also uh, hard to do things like, I don't know, lose weight. <laughs> I'm not sure which is harder right now. Listening to this... Or losing weight, but there is help available for the losing weight part. And it's called Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Go to Riduzone.com because with proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone helps you lose weight and keep the weight off. They took the good stuff in olive oil and they created a patented product uh, containing the OEA which has been shown to boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite so you're not thinking about food every minute of every day. 
So try RidUZone today. Go to RidUZone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and they'll give you 30% off a three-month supply. RidUZone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off. It's RidUZone.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Uh, we've been listening to uh, the testimony of Christine Blasey Ford uh, at this Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, so I, I don't know how long this goes. I, I don't know how long they're going to talk to her before they switch over to Kavanaugh. It goes until um, early November, Pat. Okay. Yes, that's, that's so what they have a lot of time for. We have a lot of information to cover, Through obviously. Election, yes. So we'll get back to that with... Perhaps at times some running commentary over the top of it. Uh, every once in a while, it is it is possible that you might hear somebody other than the questioner and the witness. It's possible that'll happen. Uh, more live coverage of the Kavanaugh hearing. Here they are now. Your responses uh, to your coming forward. Um, some um, thousands of survivors have been motivated and inspired by your courage. Others um, you have been that? critical. And as I've reviewed the wide range of reactions, I've been really troubled by the excuse Trouble. offered by mm-hmm. too many um, that this was a high school incident and boys will be boys. To me, oh that's oh um, just far too low a standard for the conduct of boys and men in our country. Yeah. If you would, I'd appreciate your reaction to the excuse that boys will be boys. What? What? I can only speak for how it has impacted me greatly for the last 36 years, even though I was 15 years old at the time. And I think, uh, you know, the younger you are when these things happen, it could possibly have worse impact than when you're a full, uh, when your brain is fully developed and you have better coping skills that you've developed. Um, You know, experts have written about how it's common um, for sexual assault survivors to remember some facts about the experience very sharply and very clearly, uh, but not others. And that has to do with the survival mode um, that we go into in experiencing trauma. Um, Is that your experience and is that something you can help the layperson understand? Yes, I was definitely experiencing the fight or flight mode is that what you're referring to yes yeah, yeah. so i was definitely experiencing the surge of adrenaline and cortisol and norepinephrine and credit that a little bit for my ability to get out of the situation um but also some other lucky events that occurred that well, allowed me to get out of the event dr ford we are grateful um that you um came through it and that you shared your account with us and the american people and I think you've provided um, important information. I'd like to thank you for um, your meeting your civic duty. Um, I wish we could have provided for you a more thorough hearing today. I think asking for the FBI to investigate this matter thoroughly was not asking too much. I think asking to have the other individual involved uh, Mm -hmm. in uh, your assault, Mark Judge, appear before us today was not asking uh, too much. Uh, I'm grateful you came forward, um, and I'm thankful for your courage, which set an important example. Thank you, Dr. Ford. Ms. Mitchell for Senator Sass. Dr. Ford, um, we were talking about you meeting in July with Congresswoman Eshoo. Although that's not Uh, Ben Sass. Did you talk about your allegations with any Republican member of Congress or congressional staff? 
I did not. Oh, this is where from I Sass to her. Okay. Uh, Congresswoman is a Democrat. Okay. Um, was it communicated to you by your counsel or someone else that the committee had asked to interview you and th that they offered to come out to California to do so? We're going to object, Mr. Chairman, to any uh, call for privileged conversations between counsel and Dr. Ford. Would, would, could, could, we, could you validate the fact that the offer was made without her saying a word? Is it possible for that question to be answered without violating any uh, consul relationships? Can I say something to you? Do you mind if I say something to you directly? Yeah. Um, I just appreciate that you did offer that. I wasn't clear on what the offer was. If you were going to come out to see me, I would have happily hosted you and had you had been happy to speak with you out there. I just did not, it wasn't clear to me that that was the case. Okay, does that take care of your question? Yes, thank you, Mr. Chair. Okay, pr proceed then. Before July 30th, the date on your letter to Senator Feinstein, uh, had you retained counsel uh, with regard to these allegations? No, I didn't think, I didn't understand why I would need lawyers, actually. So I just didn't know. <laughs> A lot of people have that feeling. <laughs> um, let's talk about the letter uh, that you wrote on July 30th. Um, you asked Senator Feinstein to maintain confidentiality, uh, quote, until... Wait, wait we, until she retrieves it. I'm oh, trying, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look for it. Which one? It's, I think it's... Yeah. Okay. So stop the clock, will you? It's in there someplace. Here we oh, go. I found it. it sorry. Okay. Um, you asked Senator Feinstein to maintain confidentiality until we have had further opportunity to speak and then said you were available to speak further vacationing in the mid-Atlantic until August 7th. Is that correct? Oh, the last line, is that what you're, oh, I'm, I'm now just catching up with you. Sorry, I'm a little slower. My mind is getting a little tired. So I am available to speak further should you wish to discuss. I am, yes, I was in uh, Delaware until August 7th. Okay. And uh, after that, I went to New Hampshire and then back to California. Did you talk with anybody about this letter before you sent it? I talked with um, Anna Eshoo's office. Okay. Um, and why did you talk to Congresswoman Eshoo's office about that letter? Because they were willing to hand deliver it to Senator Feinstein. Okay. Did anyone help you write the letter? No. After you sent your letter, did you or anyone on your behalf speak to Senator Feinstein personally or with any Senate staffer? Yes. Okay. I had a phone call with Senator Feinstein. Okay. And when was that? That was while I was still in Delaware, so before August 7th. Okay. And how many times did you speak with Senator Feinstein? Once. Okay. What did you talk about? Uh, she asked me some questions about the incident, okay. and I answered those questions. Okay. Was that the extent of the gist of the conversation? Yes, it was a fairly brief phone call. Okay. Um, did you ever give Senator Feinstein or anyone else the permission to release that letter? 
not that I know of, no. Okay. Between the letter date, July 30th and August the 7th, did you speak with any other person about your allegations? Could you say the dates again? Between the letter date of July 30th and August 7th, so while you were still in Delaware, did you speak with any other person about your allegations? I'm just trying to remember what dates that... Um all right, uh, we will continue this coming up here in a second. This is Christine Blasey Ford testifying and answering questions from the special prosecutor and uh, some of the senators. And this will continue for um, another seven or eight weeks, probably. Uh, It'll continue until the Dems have control of everything. Yep. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network a uh, mega douche uh senator blumenthal is uh, from connecticut is questioning christine blasey ford right now so let's get back to the kids you know that's going to be to possibly hire great to represent stuff. you did you speak to anybody else about it during that period of time no okay i was staying with my parents at the time did you talk to them about it definitely not okay so that's not Would it be fair to say that you retained counsel during that time period of July 30th to August 7th? I can't remember the exact date, but it was the uh, I was interviewing lawyers during that period of time, sitting in the car in the driveway and in the Walgreens parking lot in Rehoboth, Delaware, <laughs> and trying to figure out how the whole system works of interviewing lawyers and how to pick one, etc. So. You testified earlier that you had um, you didn't see the need for lawyers, and now you're trying to hire them. What made you change your mind? Mm -hmm. It seemed like most of the individuals that uh, I had told, which didn't the, the total number, the total was not very high, but those persons advised me to at this point get a lawyer for advice about whether to push forward or to stay back. Did that include Congresswoman Eshoo and Senator Feinstein? No. Okay. I want to thank Dr. Ford for what you said about uh, acknowledging that we had said we'd come to California. Senator Blumenthal. Now we get to Blumenthal. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I want to join in thanking you for being here today and uh, just tell you I have found your testimony powerful, incredible, and I believe you. What a surprise. Really? You're a teacher. You have? Correct. Richard Blumenthal? Correct. Huh. Well, you have given America mm -hmm. an amazing teaching moment. Wow. Oh, there we and go. It's beautiful. It, it really has. You may have other really moments has. in the classroom, but <laughs> you have inspired. Inspired. And you have enlightened, enlightened. America. We got right. it. You right. have inspired. Inspired. You already and said that. And given to women. Okay. Mm -hmm. to come forward, yep. as they have done to every one of our offices and many other public places. I bet. 
Mm-hmm. You have inspired and you have enlightened, inspired, men, enlightened men in America. In, in America. We got a few words. To listen mm-hmm. respectfully. In his arsenal. To women yes. survivors and men. Right. right, and men. Who have survived sexual mm-hmm. yeah. attack. And exactly. what about the other 4,800 genders? What about, what about the rest of the genders? Of what Covered men and women, with but this nomination. there's 110 others. And so the teachers of America, you not heard from them? people of America, do you think you'll use the word inspired again? Should here? be really proud of yes. what you have okay, done. Let me tell you why I believe you. Okay, okay tell me. Not why. only because of the prior consistent statements and the polygraph tests, sure, and your request for an FBI investigation, right, and your urging, or urging that this committee hear from other witnesses mm-hmm. who could corroborate or dispute your story sure and so but also have. many you have, have been everybody at the party has very honest by the way. about what you cannot remember mm-hmm. and i'm inspired someone composing a story can make it all mm-hmm. come oh. together okay. yeah in a uh, seamless a way but way. someone mm-hmm. who is honest yeah I speak from my experience as a prosecutor as well. Is also candid about what she or he cannot remember. Sure. Mm -hmm. The The, the, senators on the other side of the aisle have been silent. This procedure is unprecedented. Too bad you're not being silent. Confirmation hearing. (laughs) But I want to quote one of my colleagues. You should be inspired by them. Senator Lindsey Graham Uh in a book that he wrote in 2015 when he was describing his own Mm. service and very Mm. distinguished naval service as a traveler. Right. Traveler. Mm -hmm. I'm not under oath. Uh, He said, quote, of his prosecutions of rape cases. Hello? I learned how much unexpected courage from a deep and hidden place it takes for a rape victim or sexually abused child to testify against their assailant. I learned how much courage from a deep and hidden place it takes for a rape victim or sexually abused child to testify against their assailant. If we agree on nothing else today, I hope on a bipartisan basis we can agree on how much courage it has taken for you to come forward. And I think you have earned America's gratitude. Now, there's been some talk about your requesting an FBI investigation, and you mentioned a point just a few minutes ago that you could better estimate the time that you ran into Mark Judge if you knew the time that he was working at that supermarket. That's a fact that could be uncovered by an FBI investigation. That's really that important help to know when she talked to further elucidate to Mark Judge account. at Safeway. That's super important. Would you like Mark Judge to be interviewed mm-hmm. in connection with the mm-hmm. background investigation and mm-hmm. the Serious, you like that? Credible mm-hmm. allegations that mm-hmm. you've made. That would be my preference. I'm not sure it's really up to me, but I certainly would 
feel like I could be more helpful to everyone if I knew the date that he worked at the Safeway so that I could give a, bet, a more specific date of the assault. Well, it's not up to you. It's up to the President of the United States. And his failure to ask for an FBI investigation, in my view, is tantamount to a cover-up. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Oh, my gosh. Good golly. Oh, boy. Oh. Flake, uh, Ms. Mitchell for Senator Flake. Thank you. Um, in, we've heard this morning uh, this is an absolute several sham. times that you did take a polygraph, and that was on August the 7th. Is that right? I believe so. Is the day I was flying from BWI to Manchester, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, why did you decide to take a polygraph? Um, I didn't see any reason not to do it. Were you advised to do that? Again. There we go. You're... you're Seeming to call for communications between counsel and client, I don't think you mean to do that. If you do, she shouldn't have to answer that. Could, counsel, uh, could you let her answer the extent to which she do, doesn't violate the, the relationship between you and Dr. Ford? Say what you understood. You want some candy, Pat? While we wait, got some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, are your hands clean? Don't be yeah. digging in there, man. Okay, right, you can pour some out, man. What are you doing? Based on the advice of the council, I was happy to undergo the polygraph <laughs> test, although I found it extremely stressful, hmm. much longer than I anticipated. Uh -huh. I told my whole life story. I felt like, but I endured it. It was fine. I understand they can be that way. Um, have you ever taken any other polygraphs in your life? Never. Okay. Um, you went to see a gentleman by the name of Jeremiah Hannafin uh, to serve as the polygrapher. Did anyone advise you on that choice? Again, we need to not get into the attorney-client privilege area. Yes, I believe oh, his I name guess was we Jerry. Can. Uh, Jerry Hannafin. Yeah. Okay. Did anyone advise mm -hmm. you on that choice? Again, we've gotten into the attorney-client. Yeah, I didn't choose him myself. He was the uh, person that came to do the polygraph test. Okay. Um, he actually conducted the polygraph not in his office in Virginia, but actually at the hotel next to Baltimore Washington Airport. Is that right? Correct. Why was that location chosen for the polygraph? I had left my grandmother's scenery. funeral at uh, Fort Lincoln Cemetery that day and was uh, on tight schedule to get a plane to Manchester, New Hampshire. So he was willing to come to me, which was appreciated. So he administered a polygraph on the day that you attended your grandmother's funeral? Yeah, correct. Okay. Or it might have been the next day. I spent the night in the hotel. So I um, remember the exact day. Have you ever had discussions with anyone uh, besides your attorneys on how to take a polygraph? Never. And I don't just mean countermeasures, but I mean just any sort of tips or anything like that. No, I was scared of the test itself, but was comfortable that I could tell the information and 
the test would reveal whatever it was going to reveal. I didn't expect it to be as long as it was going to be, so it was a little bit stressful. Have you ever given tips or advice to somebody who was looking to take a polygraph test? Never. Okay. Did you pay for the polygraph yourself? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Do you know who did pay for the polygraph? Not yet, no. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. I wonder who paid for the polygraph did, test. Huh. You have the handwritten statement um, that you wrote out. Did anyone assist you in writing that statement? No. No, but you no. can tell how anxious I was by the terrible handwriting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, we, we touched on it earlier, did you know that the committee has requested the, not only the charts from the polygraph test, but also any audio or video recording of the polygraph test? No. Okay. Were you audio and video recorded when you were taking that test? Okay, so I remember being hooked up to a machine, like be, being placed onto my body and uh, being asked a lot of questions and crying a lot. That's my primary memory of that test. I don't know. I know he took uh, laborious detail into explaining what he was going to be doing, but I was just focused on kind of what I was going to say and my fear about that. I wasn't listening to every detail about the, what, whether it was audio or video recorded. Well, you were in a hotel room, right? Correct. Um, regular hotel room with a bed and bathroom? No, no, no. It was a conference room. So okay. I was sitting at a chair and he was behind me. Did you note any cameras in the room? Uh, well, he had a computer set up, so I guess I assumed that he was somehow taping and recording me. Okay, so you assumed you were being video and audio recorded? Correct. But you don't know for sure? I don't know for sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, we're going to uh, recess now. All right, we're going to recess now lunch. for a half hour for lunch. That's great. Uh, what an amazing circus this is. All these Democrats jump in because I guess they couldn't provide their questions to the special prosecutor like all the Republicans did. They all... They all gave her their uh, their questions to her because she's the expert. And so uh, the Republicans turn it over to her. Each of the Democrats has to grandstand for themselves in front of their constituents, I guess, and, and uh, make this into more of a circus than it otherwise would be. Wow. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter, uh, where Sabes84 just tweeted out, my gosh. She shared it with the receptionist. Yeah. Uh, instead of going to the police, if a friend were to ask, uh, where should I report this? My first response would be call the police, not call your senator or Washington Post. She's a professor, by the way. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. And then don't forget the janitor that we found. Our investigation found that she also went to the janitor, the overnight janitor. And then the janitor referred her to the, uh, the lobby greeter. And so the next day, she went and talked to the lobby greeter. I find that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That's a, that's a fun it's amazing. fact. Now, right again, there. that's according to our personal research. Yeah. Um, so our me their memories may have been hazy because this was a long time ago. It was in August. So uh, how old were you in August? Oh, boy. I can't even think. I mean, yeah, were you even born back in August? Maybe. 
Do you know I it's mean, September 27th right now? Were you even born back in August? I mean, come on. Also from uh, Mar- Martian Flatulence. Um, I have it from multiple high-level sources. Well, okay, one, OJ, that the glove actually fit Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, no. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. Oh, my or as God. Alex Jones would say, that's confirmed. Confirmed. Got it from a high-level source. Uh, whoa. Confirmed. Don't misquote the, the Alex Jones. The glove fit Brett Kavanaugh. You got it from a high-level high. source. Source. Not source. All right, 888 uh, you know, if fake news were a product, it, it'd be a superfood. Because if you look at your superfood container, um, it has a supplement facts on it, supplement facts panel there. That means it's made from extracts. Well, the goal for a team of top physicians was to create an actual real superfood, something that, you know, you'd actually have a nutrition panel for. And that's what they did. They got together and formed Brickhouse Nutrition. And from that, created field of greens field of greens is a real superfood and the difference it sets it apart can be seen right on the bottle with the nutrition nutrition facts panel because uh, it actually is real food so you put one scoop of field of greens it contains a full serving of real certified vegan vegetarian and usda organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants really good stuff so you don't have to put kale into your mouth you don't have to bother with quinoa so nasty. Green beans? <laughs> no, thank you. Instead, try Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Um, go to BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. If you love vegetables, I guess you're set. If you're like me and you you just can't do it, then this is for you. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right. Well, the Travis Shamakery in Washington is, uh, they're taking a lunch break. So mm-hmm. we'll be back with that commentary on their commentary in f- about 15 minutes. So that, I, it's just, I don't know what to say about this other than I think it happened to her. I just don't think Brett Kavanaugh did it. It's, it, she passed a polygraph test apparently. And so she believes it happened to her. Um, but, Two men came forward and said last night, it was us. And I'm hoping that those guys are going to show up at this hearing. I I, I really, I I don't, they said it wasn't Brett Kavanaugh, it was us. Now, she seems certain for some reason that it was Brett Kavanaugh, but I, I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy that he did this. Um, Triple eight. 900-3393 with your thoughts on this, uh, Travis Shamakery. Uh, Jody in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I've sat and listened to this. And first of all, please let me say, I do believe this woman is highly likely to have been assaulted at some point in her mm-hmm. lifetime. Yep. Because I have, in my 60 years, three times. Oh, man. But this is the point. 
They did a lie detector test in a hotel next to a airport. Right. With a woman who had just attended a grandmother's funeral and has a fear of flying. So that lie detector test, she was her anxiety was super high or she had taken a medication for her nerves. Any law enforcement hmm. agency will not do a lie detector test on anyone who has high exa- uh, high exa- uh, anxiety high level. Yeah. Yes. Or they should have asked her in this hearing, had you taken a medication for your nerves? Hmm. See, this, this right here, this whole little thing right here is the whole key to this whole lie detector test. So it absolutely irritates me. Let's say she had taken, let's say, a Valium. Would that affect the test? Absolutely. Hmm. That's interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. Because they will a number, test Ivan? you to... Yeah? They will ask you, mm-hmm. are you on any medication? Yeah. Wow. Uh, huh. They want to know that. So this is a key to this lie detector test. I'm not saying this woman has not been uh, traumatized sometime in her life. Right. But the whole lie detector test is a big thing here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Miss Ford, but I don't believe you. I don't. I. I don't believe that it was. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah, that's my thing too. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate that. Um, I don't believe it was Kavanaugh either. And my gosh, we've got people coming forward admitting it was them that actually apparently assaulted this woman in the manner that she describes. And they came forward and said, yeah, that was us. That wasn't Brett Kavanaugh. He wasn't there. And by the way, every single person that she has named at this house has denied they were there as well. None of them backed up her story. They were there. They don't back up her story. So, I don't know. There's something wrong here somewhere along the line. Do you think that that evidence of those two guys is going to matter to anybody on the... Uh, Probably not. On the left there? Probably the not. Old, uh, Senate Judiciary Committee? Oh, you know why it won't? Because they haven't been nominated by President Trump. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because they hate everything about Trump and everything he does. And uh, this is something he did. He nominated this guy. So, they automatically hate this guy. And they're so worried about their precious abortion <laughs> that they're willing to go to any length to stop anybody who doesn't wholeheartedly agree with slaughtering children. Uh, it's it, it's unbelievable. Don in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. hey uh, how you guys doing? Good. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, um, I just wanted to point out, um, it, looks, it seems to me that somebody advised her to come to court with the hair all fropped up and no makeup and the ugly glasses and the red <laughs> eyes and everything else to make her look like she's been just so tore up about this thing. Mm-hmm. Even the lady who's the prosecutor uh, questioning her looks better than she does. You know what I mean? She's, she's, uh, she, she, it just me, seems to me that she, uh, she's grandstanding herself, mm-hmm. and all the Democrats are grandstanding. My, my brother-in-law... Was and this wasn't with the call screener, but my brother-in-law used to be mm. a polygrapher for the sheriff's department, oh. and he said you can just about get anything according to your questioning. Mm-hmm. You can almost exonerate or find guilt in somebody just by the way you question. Really, um, most most lawyers can ask her a question without asking her the question and pass right. a polygraph. 
So mm. it's, it's, when you do it without uh, somebody else being there, a witness of the polygraph, to make sure the polygraph was done correctly, you're going, you can get any result you want to. It's just like taking a, uh, it's mm. like taking a, um, uh, uh, you know, who's, um, uh, what do you call that, uh, um, uh, crap. Uh, when you ask people who, who do you think is going to be president or oh, you like this guy, uh, a poll. Yeah, a push poll. And according to the poll, mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. ask him and who you ask, you can get you can skew it any way, skew it any way you want to. Right. right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. Uh, and you know what's interesting also about the polygraph test is it, it's, it doesn't say she was telling the truth. It says it was not indicative of deception. Huh, that seems a little less than she was telling the truth, doesn't Pat it? Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 The uh, hearing has been going on for a couple hours now. Uh, I guess about th- three hours, right? Started at nine. Central time. Uh, Central time, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 10 Eastern. So um, she is sticking to her story, obviously. she's pretty. She seems pretty solid in that something did happen to her. I think something happened to her. I do. I think she was sexually assaulted by someone. I just don't think it was Brett Kavanaugh. Adding fuel to that belief is the fact that two men have come forward and said it was they in that room, not Kavanaugh and Mark Judge. So I I don't know. I hope we're going to hear from those guys. I hope we find out their story, who they are, who they are and what they have to say about it. Because you can't just go out and pay somebody to claim to be the person who assaulted Christine Blasey Ford, you'd have to find somebody who went to the school, who was in the area, who was known by these people, right? Who was in that circle of friends. You can't just go find somebody who grew up in uh, Wisconsin or South America. (laughs) You've got to find the people who were in the area, who knew her, who were likely to be there. So it, it just, it would be hard to manufacture that, I would say. But now we're hearing that she did, in fact, uh, pass a polygraph. Although, it, I don't. It, it seems less than that. The way it's put uh, in this story is results of a polygraph test taken by J- uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh's accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, indicate her responses to the two questions asked. She was asked two questions about her sexual assault allegations against him, to be quote. Not indicative of deception, according to the report of the polygraph. Is that the strongest? Uh, is that the strongest positive result you can get from a polygraph test? That's a synonym for Brett Kavanaugh's guilty, right? Or no? No, oh. I don't think it is. Huh. I don't think it is. But maybe somebody with knowledge of uh, polygraph um, te- uh, terminology could share with us. Is that maybe that's the most positive you can get? I don't. I don't know. 
but not indicative of deception seems less than, yeah, she's absolutely true. Everything she said is right. I, I don't know. 888 uh, Sue me in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hey. Uh, two things. Hmm? Hi. Yeah, uh, two things here. Uh, first, um, she mentioned, yeah, there are four people. She seems to be sticking with that. Um, so she said that she was pushed into the room, uh, and, get, and then the other two, Judge and Kavanaugh, came in. So I'm assuming it's one or maybe both of the other two. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just Judge and Kavanaugh. What happened to the other two? Did they leave? If they stayed, were they, uh, were they just keeping quiet? Wouldn't they have laughed with the others? It's like uh, they just suddenly uh, don't matter anymore. And uh, the second... Um, uh, Votes happening tomorrow, whether whatever happens, uh, and uh, you said the Democrats do not want that to happen. Is that is that true? Even if even if it uh, might mean that uh, he doesn't get uh, confirmed, like uh, enough uh, doubt has been uh, been uh, cast on on. No, I'm sure they'd be fine with taking the vote if if the vote is in the negative. I think they'd be okay with that. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Sui. I, You know, it, it is interesting that there were four people and the other two are never mentioned after uh, after she is pushed into the room. And then they just kind of go away. They disappear from the story altogether. So I, I don't know where they were during all this time. And during the time when she ran back down the stairs and left out the front door, she doesn't mention where they were or if they said, hey, what happened? Or, yeah, we've never heard any of that. But uh, I think the Democrats' only desire is to make sure this guy is not confirmed. So if they voted tomorrow and said no to him, I think that'd be fine. But they don't want to take the chance. And they, they want to push this past the election so that they can delay it till the beginning of next year when hopefully they've got the uh, majority in the House and maybe even the Senate. And then they can... You know, throw a monkey wrench into just about whatever uh, President Trump does from that point on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that. I think you're absolutely right. I think they're not so confident that he wouldn't pass. They are hoping against hope, probably that he withdraws. Yeah, and therefore and you the, have to start the process all over again. And now it's right. 2019, and who knows who's in charge? You know, if they if they do deny him confirmation, fine. That's uh, fine by me, as long as as President Trump then nominates Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> Because, first of all, it should be a woman that comes up next, and then you don't have any of this nonsense going on, right? You, you can't, you're not going to have anybody accusing her of sexual assault. What you'll have is, oh, you can't, a, a pro-life person, this person is so pro-life, she will take away a woman's right to choose. She will take away women's reproductive rights. And so that'll be the battle, but at least you can deal with that. At, le- at least you can say, well, wait a minute, are you saying there's now a litmus test? I thought that was the thing with you guys that you didn't want any kind of litmus test involving uh supreme court nominees so there is a litmus test now they have to they have to absolutely uh believe in the destruction of babies in order to go forward with their nomination absolutely is that what you believe yeah as long as they as long as they continue the slaughter of children in this country mm-hmm. i'm fine with it yep triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. dave in ohio you're on the blaze 
How you doing, Pat? Good. Um, yeah, I hear uh, that I, I am correct, that there was only two questions that the guy who gave the polygraph asked her. But yeah. if you listen to her when she was talking, testified, she's like, well, I was there for hours, and I remember a lot of crying and this, that, and the other. It was like, well, wait a minute. And he only asked you two questions? What, do you let you cry for a half hour? And like, well, are you ready now? And the questions they asked her was like, "Are you, is your statement correct? Not like, did Brett Kavanaugh was the one who did that? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. specific, this is the person. And another thing I found odd, I've never seen this, that Grassley right at the beginning said, well, if, if you need to take a break at any time, you just tell us and we'll let you go out, go out, you know, out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, go out and talk to your lawyer so they can tell you what to say when they get to this questioning. Like, if the lady was asking her questions, and she starts, oh, I, I, I starts crying. Oh, I need a break. Uh, are they going to give that consideration to, Ka- you know, Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> well, if it gets a little personal, we'll let you go out in the hall and talk to your lawyer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I she's mean, getting I, a lot I, of concessions. That's that's for sure. Um, appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. As far as the two questions that were asked, this sp- specifically says there were two questions asked about the sexual assault allegations. Mm. They could have asked, like she said, they, they asked her about her whole life. So they were probably trying to establish, you know, how her body reacts to telling all the things that they know are true about her. So that took a while. And then after you've established all that with a polygraph test, uh, then they ask you the other questions so they can compare it. And I think that's how it goes. So... Uh, but as for allowing her the leverage and, and the ability to leave when she wants, I mean, we do have to keep in mind that she, you know, she's been traumatized. This is difficult for just a, an ordinary citizen, and she's not trying to get on the U.S. Supreme Court, but but he is. So it's a little bit different, um, even though men and women are exactly the same. Yeah, and we all know that. That's a fair They point. handle everything exactly the same. They've got the same emotions, the same response to all kinds of stimuli. Mm-hmm. So there, there should be no reason for a woman to do anything differently than a man. Yeah. Uh, but he is after a different position than she holds. So that might be part of it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Derek in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, I'm trying to listen to this thing objectionately. It's it's this is brutal. Um, I mm-hmm. feel for her. I think something happened to her. I feel terrible for her. But if you listen. Mm-hmm. What she's saying, the laughter is hurt her as much as the whatever else happened. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I and my heart breaks for her. But then in in the in the Glenn Beck hour when you guys were <laughs> playing that, uh, when you guys played the Monica Lewinsky clips mm-hmm. and the way they the lives made fun of her and laughed at her, it yeah. just took the wind right out of those sails. Isn't that amazing? I, yeah, the hypocrisy is crazy. It's unbelievable. Thanks, Derek. Which brings up an inter- we should play that again because it's. Staggering to listen to what happened to Monica Lewinsky at the hands of Democrats and all their supporters in the media compared to how they're handling Christine Blasey Ford with kid gloves. And so sensitively, they're so sensitive and so concerned about her well-being. We just want to make everything okay for her. Um, They didn't have the same type of reaction to Monica Lewinsky. That September, a CBS News poll showed that most Americans viewed Lewinsky unfavorably and that she was more unpopular with women than with men. Meanwhile, on TV and on the radio... Monica was a young tramp. Monica Lewinsky's behavior was unacceptable. There's something about Monica. I love that first one because it comes from Charlie Rangel. Charlie Rangel's a congressman and he just called her a tramp. That was okay in 1998? How was that okay? That's really amazing.
Her lips never say no. There's something about Monica. Lewinsky was portrayed wow. not as a victim, but as a desperate and conniving slut mm-hmm. whose obsessive behavior was to blame for the whole mess. She comes off as someone who basically blackmails the president of the United States. That's Bill Maher in 1998, after the Star Report came out. And uh, Katie Rolfe wrote a great article the other day, and she said there should be a term connoting the opposite of sexual harassment. When a person of less power uses her sexual attractiveness or a personal mm-hmm. relationship with a person of greater power to get ahead. No pun intended. I love that because the whole power thing. Uh, how big are they into the power thing now? Mm-hmm. If you have any sort of perceived power in life. That's the whole Me Too movement. It's the whole Me Too movement. The power of the the man's power uh, uh, structure. The man's... There's a power dynamic there that forced her to believe yeah, that she had to submit to his will. N- no, not not in 1998. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't be able to work in the movies. I wouldn't do be able to do anything. In 1998, it was Monica Lewinsky who was just such a sleazebag that uh, that powerful man just fell victim to her. Hmm. That 21-year-old girl seduced that 56-year-old man. Are you kidding me? Wow, that's hard to believe. And there was more. Now, as Marr saw the situation, it was Lewinsky who had seduced Clinton. I think Monica Lewinsky is the one who should apologize to America. <laughs> She's the homewrecker. And if anybody really owes an apology, I think it's her. And then the, the applause Home from really the lemons. Really Howard Stern, wrecked, though, the radio it? personality, no. commissioned a song about Lewinsky. Hmm. Hey, look at me. I'm Monica Lewinsky. They print pictures of my fat face and my doom. <laughs> Though I've barely finished school, I still know the golden rule. Do onto others and then have them do you too. Wow. <laughs> so bad. Wow. Slate, I don't know why you're laughing. Slate.com put that, that together. Slate.com. Slate is nice job. super liberal progressive site. And yet... They well, are noticing, obviously, obvious. a slight difference now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's if if you don't see it, you're lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, there's no way you can't. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That Monica song either. I mean, no, I, I didn't laugh. I, I was horrified by oof. it. Yeah. Uh, Jeffy joins <laughs> us now to, I hope, talk about earwax. Right? Is that what you're? Here to do? Pat, yeah. Sometimes dreams come oh, true. Oh, good, good. I know. Good, good. Listen, you can now get the real solution for stubborn earwax, the Wax RX ear wash system, doctor developed and works safely when all those other products fail. You know those other products uh, after your ears uh, get really dirty and they're uncomfortable, they're all plugged up, and you've tried to use the cotton swabs and the candling and whatever other drugstore remedy they have on the market that you try doesn't work. Did you say they're plugged up? They're all clogged up. No, yeah. I said plugged. Or maybe okay, I need. So maybe I need. Maybe you should get. Yeah, maybe yeah, that'd maybe be a good idea. Wrong, so it's, yeah. It's maybe maybe you got your ear clogged with some of your sour gummies there. You want some sour patch kids? No, what I do don't mean? want any pity sour patch kids. Pity. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It'd been pity. <laughs> the Wax RX system, the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices, except. 
uh, it doesn't cost as much. Doctor developed Wax RX system uses the special wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside the ear. Specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. And finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. And you should have probably had it already and used it last night, so you can hear this entire. <laughs> Uh, this entire Riveting. Senate Judiciary Riveting. hearing because whew, you do not want to miss any of that. <laughs> Go to usewaxrx.com to order your reusable ear wash system today. Usewaxrx.com. Don't forget to use the offer code radio so you can have it shipped to your home for free. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. What a day and what a time in America. This uh, Kavanaugh hearing is really something to behold. It's it's pathetic to watch the Democrats operate. They're such smarmy douchebags. Almost all of them. Maybe, and there's no almost, they're all smarmy douchebags. And uh, spinning this thing to make... Kavanaugh looked like an evil bastard who's just out to ruin women. And based on all the allegations, I guess that's probably a pretty accurate description. I mean, let's think about what he's done. Okay, he touched this woman above her clothes. And then he was part of a rape gang. And then he, let's see, the other allegation. Oh, he he pulled out his uh, noodle. Oh, yeah. And showed it to a, a girl. And then he aggressively and sexually pushed a woman against a wall to some anonymous woman with her anonymous daughter and And two anonymous friends. Can all back it up. But he's not anonymous. And the guy's been drunk virtually every time. All he does... Is drink alcohol mm-hmm. and molest women. Yeah, I, mean, think- I, I would. I, I. I personally, if that's true, I'm in love with the guy. You know, not the whole molesting women thing, but the party, <laughs> right. the whole yeah. party Partying. thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good gig. He's a party. You could be a judge and just party. Yeah. I mean, as much as this right? guy I mean, is well, obviously <laughs> drinking, how many cases has he? Decided? He's got a family. He's I got. He's got well, a family. He's got sauce. kids, and he's a and he's a judge at. Uh, a lot of people call it like the second highest court in the land. I can't let that go. I know. I, I noticed that. It just that. drives me crazy. Yeah. But uh, as President Trump so finally called that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it doesn't leave a lot of time. I'm no, sorry. I mean, I don't know if you all know people's schedules or not, but that's a that's a, that's a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can't. It's not even possible for his wife to even know him. He's supposed to be coaching his kids soccer. He's no, doing all this happen. other stuff. That's not a when lie. he's doing all this stuff, right? And drunk all the time, right? So, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Scott in Idaho, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, how hey, you doing? Doing good. So this thing is excruciating. I wish you guys would get the uh, circus calliope music to go <laughs> in and out of this. You That's know, a good just, idea. I mean. Mm-hmm. This is just nuts. But I was intrigued by her testimony on the polygraph test. She can't remember 
if she took the polygraph on the day of or the day after her grandma's I funeral, which was up, yes. the mm-hmm. beginning of August, right? Mm-hmm. But she's completely confident that 36 years ago, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> felt her up at a party. Yes. Great point. Well, yeah. Life's moving so fast right now, it's just a blur. You can't be expected to remember everything. <laughs> well, you know, and I can't remember what I did yesterday afternoon. So yeah, Right. I know. I know. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. That It's a good point. It I sure mean, it's, is. It seems like something that would be sort of, she says other things were seared into her mind. The polygraph test date wasn't? That's interesting. Is Is there a phone number, Ivan, people can call? When when could people call, Ivan? Because we're covering the big stories today. 1-800-POLYGRAPH. Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? (laughs) 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 Any phone calls yet? (laughs) Uh, Debbie in Virginia. Hi, you're on the blaze. Um, Hi, Pat. Hi. I just wanted to say that I... I can't believe that if she was so traumatized by all this that she waits until now. Why didn't she like report it back in 2012 to somebody, whether it was the yeah. Post or whoever? I mean, I just that's what I can't like comprehend. As a female, I just can't even believe that. You know, you know if it if it makes like that big of an impact in your life. Yeah. Although we heard from some women yes, uh, yesterday have. who said they really they fully understand the not yes. telling people part because they said that two, at least two women called in yesterday who'd been sexually assaulted. Appreciate the call, Debbie, and they and they said they they didn't tell anybody either for a long time. Yeah, um, so they understand that part because there's a lot of shame involved. You wonder if it was partially your your fault. You you don't want you know if if you're in a situation that you weren't supposed to be in, you don't want to tell your parents about it. I find that fascinating how much she uh, uh, didn't like to be with her parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, she didn't want to tell mm-hmm. her parents where she was, what she was doing. She walked in. She well, she thought want, she'd get in trouble for being at she a, didn't want to walk, she, an alcohol-related okay, party. Then she's, she talks about not wanting to walk into the same, into the grocery store. Oh, yeah, that the was same weird. Doorway yeah, that's stuff, weird. You know? Like you were embarrassed uh, by your mom yeah, or something? You know, what, yeah. What is that? I don't, I don't know. That's it teen thing i think some kids okay that's i i give you that that's been a a common Mm -hmm. theme joke about teenagers and parents but i i've never really witnessed that in my life really yeah you didn't you weren't embarrassed by being with your parents no at the grocery store you were fine to be seen with your mom no his parents were (laughs) embarrassed because he was eating everything before they could pay for it that's funny. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, you think? Yeah, no, I was he laughing. Liked yeah, I was yeah. laughing. He liked it. Okay. He liked it. All right. He does. Don't act like he doesn't. Well, I mean, my kids, my kids uh-huh. go with me everywhere, even yeah. when they were teens yeah, yeah. and stuff. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't. I have not. I have not experienced that. Okay. Well, good. That's good. You're a wonderful person. And now I've experienced, you and know, making you know cart boys turn white. Uh huh. You know, he looked at me and he looked ill. Stop it. When <laughs> she said she saw a Judge being bringing yeah, cart safe boys. Way. Yeah, I, saw him, I picked the wrong door, and he was he was putting carts in, and and he looked nervous and and uncomfortable. You don't know That's, what he's you don't know what's inside his head. You don't know that at all. But they're accepting that wholeheartedly. Oh, okay, so you can judge how Mark Judge uh, responded to you, right? Okay, all right. right. It, it is amazing. Um, Mike in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. I was going to let you all know, I've taken a polygraph test before one time. So have I. 
And they're oh, actually, I won a boat in a fishing tournament, and you got to go through the process of proving that you know you caught the fish and you were fishing oh, in the wow. right spot. Huh. But what That's they disappointing. Did, I wanted to take away my entry yeah. into the fishing contest this year. <laughs> <laughs> but what they do is, you know, they hook you up, and the guy will sit behind you, just like they're saying. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, you're going to go down. You're not going to go to some hotel convention room. No. I can tell you that. No, they will you... not let you come down if you were to have a funeral that day or the next day hmm. like that. Number two, they're not. it's not going to be two. There's no such thing as a two-question polygraph test because what they'll do is they'll ask you probably about say 15 to 20 questions now it, it could be even longer if you're doing criminal but for like in my case they'd go down and ask six or seven eight questions like okay where did you catch this fish what bay mm-hmm. what were you using then they, then they come back to that same question six more questions down the line and they're going to ask you that same question throughout the process mm. at least three or four times to confirm that you weren't lying or taking drugs or anything, but I can bet you, you know what? I already knew who was paying for that polygraph. I didn't have to pay for it. The, the fishing tournament people were putting it on. Right. Now right. here's the question Grassy and these guys need to ask. Would she submit? If we were to have an FBI investigation, would you submit to an FBI mm-hmm. polygraph test and see what they say? Yeah, I mean, I, well, in front of be putting the brakes on, going, oh, well, I'm not sure about that. Now. Well, she would probably say yes, but there would be stipulations afterward. Right? Or the lawyer might uh, intervene in that particular. Right. That's what I mean. Case. She would say yes, and then mm-hmm. afterwards, like, yeah, no, you know, we're gonna, we'll talk about that. Thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, that's you've taken a polygraph test. I have. Hmm. Yeah, I took it for one what? in my life. Uh, it was for a job that uh, a I had radio applied job? for. No. Okay. And. Uh, Let's be clear. I didn't get the job. So. <laughs> Did you have to answer questions about drugs? All of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, Did, thought, huh. I thought I would tell the truth. Uh-huh. Uh, it didn't, it didn't work it, out. Yeah. They okay. called me a while later, and the guy says, oh, we were calling you in for uh, the job. And I was like, well, I took the polygraph test a few months ago. Oh. All right. Talk to you later. Click. Never heard back from <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh. So he, he didn't realize that I had taken it and fascinating. I guess it apparently didn't uh, didn't pass. Well, it wasn't up to their standards. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to use the word fail. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. We still haven't found out what the problem was with the Bangladesh answer. We still, we still, we're still looking into it. Because um, what? It can only be close. Okay. I mean, that, mm. if you if you have to, if you're not exact, doesn't. Man, I know Bangladesh it is really close a stickler <laughs> for for where the Alamo is located. That's I know. Well, so close <laughs> to Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, we will be doing more on trivia again tomorrow so in funny. this particular hour our so rule, make sure you join our us. rules make uh, more sense than the nfl rules i'll tell you i that. would yeah yes there's no question <laughs> all right uh time to chew the fat now with jeffy uh good news for the first time scientists have identified why earth wobbles as it spins mm, uh, i think i know this answer 
The decrease in Greenland's ice mass is the main reason for the wobble, right. says NASA. Right. Changes in the Earth's wobble could impact the accuracy of satellite tools like GPS systems, according to NASA. Mm-hmm. And climate change is impacting how Earth spins mm-hmm. on its axis. Mm-hmm. So Climate change. So It's killing us. There's... <laughs> There is that. Yeah, Bloomberg mm-hmm. warned us this week. There is that. It's strange, though, because then they go on to say, talk about how uh, scientists also believe glacial rebound plays a role in the planet's wobble, but it's not as a major contributor as scientists previously thought. Hmm. Hmm. In the new study, which uh, relied heavily on statistical analysis of such rebound, scientists figured out that the glacial rebound is likely to be responsible for only about a third of the polar drift. And the mantle convection or the movement of the tectonic plates on Earth's surface mm-hmm. is another reason for the wobble. So, really isn't. But mostly it's climate change. Mostly it's climate change. Mostly, yeah, mostly climate change. Yeah. Mostly. A tragedy is unfolding in the mm-hmm. world today. Oh, yeah. Climate change, climate change is threatening one of the most magnificent, magnificent. wild animals on the planet. The gerbil. The, the gerbil is... Polar bears. Oh, polar bears. They're struggling okay. to survive. I would have thought it was gerbils. but The ice I, is melting wrong. all around them. I mean, kids, are mu- anything to you, is there anything more magnificent than a gerbil? <laughs> would you really. answer that? If, if I were to ask you the question, what is one of the most magnificent animals in the world? First thing that comes well, to my first mind. First thing. Gerbils. 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 I knew it. I knew it. Gerbils. But, uh, they, uh, apparently, that's not the deal with the WWF. The no, World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> Yeah, the no. real WWF. The real, thank you, my friend. The winning WWF. Thank you, I know. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little <laughs> bit about the lady, uh, Tammy Hedges, who uh, took in more than two dozen dogs and cats uh, during Hurricane Florence. Uh, the North Carolina woman was arrested mm-hmm. uh, after she took in 27 dogs and cats. Uh, they were. They said they showed up the Claws and Paws Animal Rescue, charged at practicing veterinary medicine without a license. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to get. Don't. Mm. You don't want to do that. She's also charged with soliciting a donation of tramadol and prescription painkiller, sometimes used for dogs and cats. Okay. So mm-hmm. she gave amoxicillin to six animals. Also used topical antibiotic ointment. Uh, people had left their animals and brought them to her during the storm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the uh, that's the way that they showed up. Our mission is to save as many animals as possible. Uh, Wayne County officials, no. The animal control officers showed up. We had serious concern regarding the practice of veterinary medicine without a license and the presence of controlled substances. Mm. So they arrested her and shut it down. However, those charges have now been dropped. Oh, wow. Those charges have now been dropped. Now, the... uh, Because she was just getting Tramadol, which is... Virtually worthless. She's using it for the animals. It's worthless. She, it wasn't, she wasn't. Even if she's using it for herself, tramadol sucks. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But it wasn't like she was. You know, <laughs> I've got twenty-seven dogs here. Can you give me some oxy? <laughs> right for the dogs, which would make a lot more sense than tramadol. Uh, right. Right. I realize if you're trying that, to scam the system. You're not looking for tramadol or antibiotic ointment. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. It's okay. I'll use my. I'll use another type of ointment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, the the district attorney said that they dismissed the charges. But he, his his uh, his letter was still uh, well. The protection of animals and their well being has always been an important concern, especially during times of a natural disaster and. Uh, the removal of the animals from a building that failed to meet suitable standards for license as an animal shelter mm-hmm. and a, a way for the 
control of this defendant who's previously uh, been in trouble. So apparently she'd been in trouble before. Oh, boy. For something. Oh, no. And, and maybe, maybe she's been uh, in trouble for, I don't know, pretending to be a vet. I mean, maybe people are bringing her maybe. their animals and she's helping take care of them. But you can't mm-hmm. do that without oh, without a with, license, without a veterinary license. Yeah, yeah. Because Lord knows, you need a license to put on antibacterial ointment <laughs> yes, on for a dog's sure. Right. On a dog? Oh yeah. man, yeah. You don't want to mess with that. <laughs> oh, All right. You Why do don't you not. do one more story and then we will finish up? Uh, Are they back? Yeah, they're back. Yeah. So go ahead and do okay. It. Well, I want to do the story today. This uh, Jared Hensley, a high school athletic director in Tennessee, placed on leave yesterday. All right. Okay. Now he he films a video. To I looked, I thought I watched the video, and it was to his uh, sports teams, the, mm-hmm. the male sports teams. But they say it was a video to the school. Um, I'll play it for you, and then you tell me what's wrong with it. Okay. Okay. We need to make sure athletic shorts. And oh. I know, boys, you're thinking, you know, I don't understand why it's not fair. Athletic shorts go past your knees. I didn't make the rules. Well, I kind of did. But that's I kind of did. I kind of did. So that's rules. just what we're going to stick to, and that doesn't mean that you can wear athletic shorts. So everybody who's going, well, I got a detention for athletic shorts. That's what you're going to get, and if you don't serve it, you're going to go to Saturday school. So just don't wear them. Saturday school. And if you really want someone to blame, blame, blame the girls because they pretty much <laughs> ruin everything. They ruin the dress well, they code. Ruin they ruin the dress they ruin, code. Well, <laughs> ask Adam. Look at Eve. It's really yep. all you really get to get to. Okay, you can really go back to the beginning of time. So it'll be like that the rest of your life. Get used to it. Just keep your mouth shut. Suck it <laughs> oh, yeah. up. Keep your mouth shut. Suck it up. Follow the rules. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of what I Blame thought. Blame the girls. They ruin everything. See, that's what oh. makes me think that he was talking to the football team or the mm-hmm. you know the athletic teams like that because that's the kind of stuff that we. were But he's told. talking to the whole school. Apparently, this was a video for the whole school. Yeah. But but how did he think he was going to get get away with blame the? Is he just joking? Is yeah, he a I got it as a joke. That's I mean, I got well, it as a it, joke because I, I, he was trying to tell the boys. He goes on in that video to talk a little bit about making out in the hallways. Yeah. And kissing girls and not yeah. on school time, okay. and, you know, not on school time, and he doesn't have any control over you off school property. But you need to watch yourself at all times, which is why I think that he was saying, you know, get look, suck it up, play by the rules. Well, right? I I heard that clip and they they left out the Adam and Eve part, so I thought, wow, how do you think you're going to get away with that? And then I heard. Look at Adam and Eve. So that kind of makes it takes it into the jokey area. Right, it was from the beginning of time. Just, so it puts it in a different context where you're just kidding around. And then he tells. But he got fired, right? He tells. Well, he's on leave. He's on that's leave. Okay, leave. that's not leave. They, he's on leave, and then they'll fire yeah. him. And, uh, well, a lot of people, students, a lot of students are sticking up for him, though. Students oh, are saying what a great teacher he was, one of the most supportive, nicest people, uh, men I know. Uh, there are many who's going to stand are behind. Are the women? Them. Are the girls sticking? Some up for of the him? girls are, but the the some of the mothers, uh, like pissed. Natalie Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, this is blatantly sexist and misogynistic. Adding that yeah, the comments did it. nothing but perpetuate victim blaming and reinforce the <laughs> rape culture that oh is my. so insidiously ingrained in our society. You're seriously going to go to rape culture from that video? Shut up! You didn't see that in that video? Shut, I did, did not. No, I didn't. Natalie Green is pissed at you right Guys, now. She probably friend. is. She probably she is. is. I'm quite sure Natalie Green's not listening to me right now. <laughs> you can so I feel pretty that. safe. You can pretty much count, <laughs> count on, on that. that. Yep. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh let's join um let's let's join the hearing right now. The Kavanaugh hearing live with uh, Blazy Ford. And your courage 
all over this country shows us. Oh, God. And I think this alone. is uh, Hirono, isn't it? Yes. You're not yep. alone. That women and men all across America are disgusted and sick and tired of, of the way basic human I'm, I'm decency sick and tired of her. has been Thank driven from that. public life. Sick and tired of Hirono. The president admits on tape to assaulting women. And the rest of the Democrats. separates children from their parents. Mm-hmm. He takes basic... Health care protections from those who need them. Oh, most. shut up. He wow. nominates and stands Come behind a man what? who stands shut credibly. How are you getting into that? Act. Oh, jeez. I again want to thank you for coming forward. this person become a senator? Mr. Chairman, thank her one more time. I ask unanimous consent that un- six items <laughs> consisting of various statements, letters, fact sheet, uh, posts are yeah. inserted yeah. into the record. Okay. Uh, is that one request or you want me to wait for six? Dang. Well, I have six separate items. Okay. They consist. I can go over well, them for you. Okay. No. Uh, I would like to. Let, let me not interrupt you. Okay. Your your request is accepted without objection. Thank you. Can and we I would can like we pause this at all? Is that possible? A, no. Uh, an item that has already been entered into. Can the we turn record, it down for a second from while a she's babbling? Because I, I need to make an important point here that. One thing this has showed definitively is that Chuck Grassley needs to go. <laughs> Chuck Grassley oh. uh, needs to go home and 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 just relax and rest hmm. for the rest of his life. Really? He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. Come on. He's only 85 years old. I, <laughs> How old is, uh, is uh, Lay? Leahy Leahy's uh, 78, I think. Oh, he's a spry. 78? 78. Yeah, very spry. Uh-huh. Uh, all the Democrats need to be kicked out of office. But so does Chuck Grassley. I mean, let's just get that out there. All right, let's hear the rest of this. And that for them, fair treatment is out of reach. This will only serve to drive victims into the shadows and further emboldening abusers. Once again, Dr. Ford, thank you very much. That's the this third is time. A moment for our country. Thank her one more time. Do, she did. There she goes. She did. Uh, Senator, do it one more time. Great, once again, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you again for. How does she become a senator? Good afternoon. Nominee. Um, when we left off, we were still talking about the polygraph, and uh, I believe you said. We need said to dress you in that wig, Jeffy. Yet. And is you that play her. I'd be happy to. It'd be so funny. <laughs> Let me put an end to this. It'd be so funny. Her lawyers have paid for the polygraph. <laughs> the lawyers paid for the, the polygraph. The lawyers paid for it. As is routine. Okay. As, As is routine. As is routine. <clears throat> Dr. Ford, but they got the money from the Democrats the on the committee. Thank you. To be passed on to you. I'm not sure yet. I haven't taken a look at all of the costs involved in this. Uh, we've relocated now twice, so I haven't <clears throat> kept track of all of that paperwork. But I'm sure I have a lot of work to do to catch up on all of that Can later. You get a coupon I, I, I get you a have a lot going on, and you've mm-hmm. had that for mm-hmm. several months. Um, but. Is it your understanding that someone else is going to assist you with some of these fees, including the cost for your polygraph? I'm aware that there's been several GoFundMe sites that I haven't had a chance to figure out how to manage those because I've never had one. And I'm sorry, done for me. GoFundMe GoFundMe sites uh, that have raised money primarily for our security detail. So I'm not even quite sure how to collect that money and how to distribute it yet. I haven't been able to focus on that. Okay. Um, Uh. In your testimony this morning, um, you stated that Senator Feinstein sent you a letter on August 31st of this year. Is that right? Why did you think that I could dress like her? 
Another, <laughs> why did you? I, it's no reason. Because you're so beautiful? Yeah. I mean, I got to work <laughs> up to my acting roles. <laughs> yeah. It's you because just, you're such a good actor. You don't just walk into That's roles. Right. No, like I know. That. I sent for a letter on July 30th. Actor. And I don't have the date. I'd have to pull up my email to find out the date of her email to me saying that it was right before the hearings uh, that she was going to maintain the confidentiality of the, of the letter. Say that again. It was till right before the hearings. That That's what? my memory, but I can look it up for you if you would like the exact date. I could pull it up on my email. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, I want to make sure. Council, can you do that? I want to make sure I understood what she you said. That document's been turned over to uh, in response to a request for documents. You have it. I think Keith Thank said you. Uh, November first. Um, we hear I from Kavanaugh. November first. November first is that. Okay. Uh, was it your understanding? <laughs> it was going to be kept confidential up until right before the hearing. It was my understanding that it was going to be kept confidential, period. Period? Okay. Um, between what? your polygraph How, on is that possible? August the 7th and your receipt of the letter from Senator Feinstein, did you or anyone on your behalf speak to wow. any member of Congress or congressional staff about these allegations? Wow. I personally did not. So my question was, did you or anybody on your behalf? I don't, what do you mean? Did someone speak for me? Somebody that work, is working with you or helping you, did somebody at your behest, on your behalf, speak to somebody in Congress or a staff? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure how those exchanges went, but I didn't speak to anyone. Okay. Is it possible that somebody did? I, yeah. I think so. It would be possible. Mm. I, I'm, I'm guessing it would be possible, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, she, excuse me. She, Coke has some great product placement right now. now they sure does, heck, do. <laughs> They're getting a lot of free advertising <laughs> space. Is that, wa is that drinking water, a Coca-Cola product as well? I think it is. Is that Aquafina? Nice. Rule on that. Seriously, that would cost millions. Oh my to, gosh. To have your product on national television on every channel for this long? I'm right? Come on. That's pretty that's pretty you awesome for Coke. No reason for not answering it uh, on advice of your counsel. So I don't totally understand the question. Again, we don't want to get into the anyone. client uh, no. employer uh, attorney privilege at all. Okay. So it's uh, Um you've said repeatedly that you did not uh, think that that letter that you wrote on July 30th was going to be released to the public. Is that correct? Correct. Well, there again, we don't want to and get into the attorney it client. And you did to... not authorize it to be released at any time? Correct. Okay. Uh, besides your attorneys, did you provide, you provided that letter to Senator Feinstein, is that correct? I provided her a letter on July 30th. We're talking about the July 30th okay. letter. Okay. Did you and you provided that letter to Senator Feinstein, correct? Is that a yes? Yes. And you provided the letter to uh, Representative mm -hmm. Eshoo yeah. to deliver to Senator Feinstein. Yes. Besides those two individuals, Representative Eshoo and Senator Feinstein and your attorneys, did you provide that letter to anyone else? No. Uh, Dr. Ford, may I ask you, uh, don't you find Do you Coke a little too syrupy to drink public? it on a regular basis? Hmm. No. <laughs> it's a little, like, 
strong-ish kind After of After that letter sweet. was pub made public or leaked, <laughs> she had a big cup did of coffee you reach earlier? back got that out coke. to the she Washington that caffeine Post? Fix. Keep wearing her down. She'll say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Attorney-client time. See, again, we don't want to get into the attorney. No. I reached out to the situation. Washington. Well, they were continuously reaching out to me, and I was not responding. Um, but the time that I did respond and agree to do the sit-down was In upcoming treat, we have Cory Booker that's about to start questioning her. I can't wait for that. Yes. Just a little something to look forward to. I'm just so psyched. No, I'm just feeling it. Dr. Ford, um, thank you for for being here. Oh, my gosh, there he is. Um, There he is. What I tell you? What I I just want to remind everyone that that this is not a courtroom. This is not a legal (laughs) proceeding. Yeah. You were here on the own volition. Somebody? Somebody? And though the prosecutor has been engaged. Come on now. Oh, wow. my colleagues. You're here, as you said, out of a civic duty. And I want to join my colleagues that it's really more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, our founding documents talk about civic. If you guys love her so much, why don't you marry her? For this country, pledging your lives. <laughs> that's your fresh, man. That's a fresh take right there. Right? And anybody who's read your testimony <laughs> knows uh, what you've had to sacrifice. All right, we're going to take a forward. quick break, <laughs> take care of our uh, commercial situation, and we'll be right back. With we got, well, we've got to be back in time for the wedding. More, yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. Cory Booker. On the Blaze Radio Network. Cory Booker still sucking up to Christine uh, Blasey Ford. Uh, we rejoin that situation right now. And the way we deal with this, unfortunately, allows for the continued darkness of this culture to exist. And your brilliance, mm-hmm. shining light brilliance. on this, speaking shining your truth brilliant. is nothing yes. short of heroic. My gosh, yes. Short yes. Of heroic. But to the matter at hand, you get the Congressional Medal of one Honor. One of my colleagues, this. who I have a lot of respect for, and I do consider him a friend, wow. uh, went to the Senate floor and spoke truth to both sides of the political aisle. Yeah. Senator Flake said yesterday, Incredible. this is a lifetime appointment, mm-hmm. and this is said to be a deliberative body is that what it's said to be in the okay. interest of due diligence mm-hmm. and fairness nobody senator. said that in a w- her long claims time. must be fully aired and considered <laughs> i time. agree with him you're a senator but you've asked for things and you that would give a that. full airing from corroborating witnesses yeah. to be called you've well we need to hear the full penelope of it we sure do polygraph test can you answer for me? How do you how? feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? That That's a all tough the question, things that man. could have been tough done question. thoroughly He's going to help right this to the, delivery body have not the been right honored to the point and right to the heart. in this so-called investigation. How do you feel how do you about feel? that? How do you feel about Give it? Give it to us, Spartacus. Go ahead. <laughs> I wish that I could be more helpful and that oh, wow. others could be more helpful and that we could mm-hmm. collaborate. In a way that yeah, would nice. if you had some get more information. More than mm. just- Thank you very much, mm. Mr. Chairman. I'd just like to introduce for the record. Yeah. Okay. Do uh, it. Do seven it. letters. Seven uh, letters by, from Lambda Legal, from Mormon mm. women for ethical government. Uh, from Mormon women around this country. Ethical government. Uh, the International Union's bricklayers, Gosh. allied craft workers. A letter from okay. 295 survivors of sexual violence in support of Dr. Ford, right. and a letter. 
mm-hmm. uh, from 1,600 men. It's a campaign. Do you have any Amish people that are Ford. jumping in on this? Or those who want Jersey to Mormons, assert men and women. <laughs> what about some Mennonites? Uh, survivors Maybe. of sexual violence <laughs> are not opportunists, do not have political access to grind, uh-huh. but are coming forward with courage and wow. with heart Thank to you, speak Corey. their truth and try beautiful. to end the scourge their of sexual assault and violence mm-hmm. in our country. Without objection, so ordered. Uh, Thank you, Tillis, Corey. Uh, it was beautiful. Mitchell for Senator Tillis. The whole thing was beautiful. It was incredible. Look at him. He, he believes oh, he's he proud. He's he happy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pleased with himself. Yeah. Dr. He, Ford, he women. in choosing uh, attorneys, did anyone help you with the choice on who to choose? Um, various question. people uh, referred me to lawyers that they knew in the Washington, D.C. area. So, as you know, I grew up in this area, so I asked um, some family members and friends, uh, and they would they referred me to like divorce attorneys that might know somebody that might know somebody. And, yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, you don't want that. Interviewing you don't want that. Several law firms from yeah. the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. did anybody besides friends and family refer you to any attorneys? Um, I think that uh, the staff of Diane Feinstein's office yeah. suggested the possibility of some attorneys. Okay. Including the two that are sitting on either side of you? Not both of them, no. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Good. What Democrats in this room <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just worked with We've you on this thing? Let's just ask it. Yeah, let's get it out there. Um, when did you personally first request an FBI investigation? In 1983. <laughs> that would have made sense. Right? I guess when we first started talking about the possibility of a hearing, I was hoping that there would be an, a more thorough investigation. Would that investigation have been something that you would have submitted to an interview? I would be happy to cooperate with the FBI, yes. Would you have been happy to submit to an interview on, by staff members from this committee? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So there will be more to come. I mean, this just continues. This is going to. I'm kind of hoping that before the show ends, we get to hear from Kavanaugh, but I don't know at this rate. Looking, that's not looking good. It doesn't friend. look like it. No. That might be four or five o'clock this afternoon. Or brunch tomorrow. Yeah. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we got live coverage of the Kavanaugh hearing, Triple Eight. 933.93, and we're available at uh, at Pat Unleashed as well on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, let's see. From Charles Unmitigated Gall, the Earth's wobble is dependent on where on the Earth Jeffy happens to be standing. <laughs> really good point. Uh, from Chippy. In 1982, Kavanaugh worked as a checkout clerk at my local grocery store. In his line, he mercilessly commented on everything in my cart. Afterwards, he proceeded to ask me to donate to charity. I've never recovered. Oh, boy. I bet. 
Victim. Both of those things in, in one checkout line? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's too much. I would have gone out of my skull. Yeah. My head would have exploded. The prolific uh, GD Chapel says, uh, so the lack of facts or evidence actually strengthens your case when accusing someone. Hmm. Blumenthal steals my car keys and hides them once a week. <laughs> that's just not right. And uh, from just two muck and fudge, Grassley has been there since before this supposed assault took place. Holy cow. That says a lot. He was elected to the Senate in Iowa in 1980. Yeah. In 1980. Been in Congress even longer. 74. 1974. Term limits, people? Hmm. Term limits. 44 years yeah. he has been uh, making the laws for you and me. I mean, that's... It, it's time. too much. I don't care if he's a Republican. It's too long. It's way too long. Go home. Rest. You've earned it. Okay? Just rest for a while. 888 All right, let's get back into the coverage because we've got the wonderful butthook Democrats that continue to grandstand here and, and deify this woman. And I'm not saying she did anything wrong. It's these Democrats who are acting like such uh, they're so despicable. It's, it's. Uh, well, I guess we should we should have expected this. And kind <laughs> yeah, of did. I mean, that's par for the course. Right uh, Kamala Harris is asking her questions oh, now. Goody. Seriously, by Starting having out. the Federal nice. Bureau of Investigations launch an inquiry to determine their validity, the FBI fulfilled its duty and issued a confidential report. Well, that could have and should have been done here. This morning, it was said that this could have been investigated confidentially back in July. Right. But this also could have been investigated in the last 11 days since you came forward. Yet that has oh, not geez. happened. Good gosh. The FBI could have interviewed Why Mark didn't you Judge, do it in July, Patrick Kamala? Smith, Leland, Leland Kaiser. I can't take it. You and Judge Kavanaugh on these issues. Could have been investigated in 1982, for that matter. Presented by the prosecutor, <laughs> by local police, for the United States senators on this committee. The FBI could have gathered facts or about the music or the conversation or any other details about the maybe. gathering that occurred that evening. 1990. That is standard procedure in a sexual assault case. 1993. In fact, the manual that is was signed off. 95. By Ms. Mitchell, 98. The manual 2000, that is 2004, 2012. posted on the Maricopa County Attorney's website as a guiding principle and best practices for what should happen with sexual assault cases, highlights the details of what should happen in terms of the need for an objective investigation into any sexual assault case. It says, quote, effective investigation requires cooperation with a multidisciplinary team that includes medical professionals, victim advocates, dedicated forensic interviewers, criminalists, and other law enforcement members. The manual also stresses the importance of obtaining outside witness information. You have bravely come forward. You have bravely come forward. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you because you clearly have nothing to gain for what you have done. You have been a true patriot in fighting for the best of who we are as a country. I believe you are doing that because you love this country. And I believe history will show that you are a true profile in courage courage. at this moment in time in the history of our country. And I thank you. Thank you again. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. uh, I want to thank you for accusing uh, this man. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Dr. Ford, um, Mm -hmm. we're almost done. Thank you. Um, just a couple cleanup questions. First of all, which which of your two lawyers did Senator Feinstein's office recommend? Uh, the Katz 
I'm sorry. <laughs> the Katz firm. Okay. And mm -hmm. we finally got to it. Yep. When you when you did leave that night, did Leland Kaiser, now Kaiser, ever follow up with you and say, "Hey, what what happened to you?" Uh, I've had communications with her recently. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like the next day. Or oh no, she didn't know about the event. She was downstairs during the event, and I did not share it with her. Okay. Have you been? In, are you so aware weird. that wow. the three people at the party, besides yourself and and Brett Kavanaugh, have given statements under penalty of felony to the committee? Yes. And are you aware of what those statements say? Yes. Um, are you aware that they say? that they have Didn't no happen. memory or knowledge of such a party. Yes. And how do you respond to do that? Do you have any particular motives to ascribe mm. to Leland? I guess we could take those one at a time. Um, mm -hmm. Leland has uh, significant health challenges, and I'm happy that she's focusing on herself and getting the health treatment that she needs and she let me know that she needed her lawyer to take care of this for her and she texted me right afterward with an apology and good wishes and etc so i'm glad that she's taking care of herself um wait i don't expect she had to deny it because of her health what pj and leland would remember this evening it was a very unremarkable party it was not one of their more notorious parties um, because nothing remarkable happened to them that evening they were downstairs and mr judge is a different story um, i would expect that he would remember that this happened understood um senator harris just questioned you from the maricopa county protocol on sexual assault that that's the paper she was holding up um, are you aware that, and you know, I've, I've been really impressed today because you've talked about norepinephrine and cortisol and what we call in the profession um, basically the neurobiological effects of trauma. Have you also um, educated yourself on the best way to get to um, memory and truth in terms of interviewing victims of trauma? For me, interviewing victims of trauma? No, to, oh. the best way to do it, the, the best practices for interviewing victims of trauma. No. Okay. Um, would you believe me if I told you that there's no study that says that this setting in five-minute increments is the best way to do that? <laughs> we'll stipulate we that. We can stipulate <laughs> Thank you, counsel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you know fun that the now. best way to do They're it is to have fun. a trained interviewer <laughs> uh, talk to you one-on-one -on -one in a private setting and to let you do the talking, just let you do a narrative? Did you know that? That makes a lot of sense. does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yes. And then to follow up, obviously to fill in the details and, and ask for clarification. Does that make sense as well? Yes. And, and the research is done by... A lot of people in the child abuse field, uh, two of the more prominent ones in the sexual assault field, are Giesel and Fisher, who've talked about it. And it's called a cognitive interview. This is not a cognitive interview. Okay. Um, did anybody ever advise you from Senator Feinstein's office or from Representative Eshoo's office to go get a forensic interview? No. 
Instead, you were advised to get an attorney and take a polygraph. Is that right? Many people advised me to get an attorney. Um, once I had an attorney, my attorney, and I discussed using the polygraph. And instead of submitting to an interview in California, we're having a hearing here today in five-minute increments. Is that right? I, I agree that's what was agreed upon by the collegial group here. Okay. Thank you. I have no further questions. Okay. Uh, I have something to submit for the record. We received uh, three statements under penalty of felony from three witnesses identified by Dr. Ford, Mark Judge, Leland Kaiser, and Patrick S Smith. All three uh, denied any knowledge of the incident or gathering described by Dr. Ford without objection. I'll Mr. enter in the record. Mr. Uh, Chairman, I have uh, something for the record as well. Mr. Uh, a number of letters from All right, Richard Blumenthal, the witnesses, family, friends, including right. her husband. That's great. Thank, thank you. Uh, I'll get to you just as soon as the ranking member. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, yeah. I have uh, three letters attached you, to both Mr. you Jeremy. and um, the ranking member, and I'd ask that they be entered into the record. Without objection. <clears throat> and it's also my understanding that Mr. Judge is not willing to come forward to answer our questions. Um, as a result, we cannot test his memory or make any assessment of his thoughtfulness or character. Um, and I think that's why the failure to call him to testify is so very critical. And I hope the majority would reconsider that. Okay. Senator Blumenthal. Mr. Chairman, I ask if you I have Mr. Chairman, I'm back again. that you're submitting for the record and, that uh, we have those individuals come before us so that we can ask them questions about those statements. I think right, that the good nature point, of this proceeding would be compromised. Uh -huh. If yeah. we lack an opportunity okay. to ask them questions about sworn statements that would be part of the record. So, uh, and, uh, frankly, Mr. Chairman, I would object to would entering object. them in the record. Okay. Where are Mr. Chairman, where's his keys? I have a number of letters that I would like to ask submitted uh, to the record that relate to um, the importance of proper investigation by trained professionals in pulling. Uh, these kind of, of uh, investigations together from the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, the National Women's Law Center, the National Organization for Women, and so forth. Oh, good. We want to hear from them, for sure. Mr. Chairman, I have a yes, question please. for our chairman. The, mm -hmm. the, uh, the statements that uh, Senator Blumenthal talked about, those were statements taken by our majority staff? They're, Is that they're, they're already in the record. Yes, sir, but those statements were taken by our majority staff? Yes. Uh, did minority staff participate? No. Why not? Uh, you'll have to ask them. Well, were they instructed not to participate? Yeah. No. They chose yes. not to? That's right. If I may, Mr. Chairman. And I if I could, I still think I have the floor, Mr. Chairman. Uh, let's listen to Senator Feinstein. Can, can we be excused? Uh, uh, I am the witness is quite staff. tired. I would li I'd like, like to, uh, if you'd wait just a minute, I'd like to thank Dr. Okay. Ford. All right. In fact, uh, we're going to continue this meeting, and we can, uh, uh, so let's just uh, be nice to her. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Ford, Dr. Ford, I, I can only speak as one of 21 senators here, but I thank you very much for your testimony, more importantly for your bravery coming out and trying to answer our questions as best you could remember. 
Thank you very much. We'll adjourn for 45 minutes. Or not adjourn. Recess for 45 minutes. All right. I'm not sure we should, Mr. Chairman. Except I do have to go to the bathroom. So, all right. I'll agree to that. Yeah, those are a lot of old bladders in there that <laughs> okay. might need some attention. Oh, my gosh. Huh. What a fiasco. Yeah. What an unbelievable fiasco. <sighs> uh, it's just, uh, where do you even begin on that? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but what an a circus! What a fiasco! What a bunch of self-serving douchebags these Democrats are. Uh, all they want is to smear Brett Kavanaugh. That's they don't. They don't care about the truth. They're not trying to get to the truth. All they want is to smear him so that he won't wind up on on the Supreme Court bench. And I, I don't understand it, frankly. They've been, you know, this is their best option right now. <laughs> Unless they're trying to delay this all the way to the uh, 2020 election, and they think that a Democrat's going to win there, and then they, they'll have appointees, they'll have nominees to consider. Uh, but uh, Lindsey Graham has said something fairly interesting about that as well. We'll talk about that in a second here. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Triple Eight. 93393 and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Uh so Cory Booker is an interesting guy to be uh a part of this process, isn't he? Mhm. Uh Cory Booker has some issues in his past that even Cory Booker has written about. I mean, he essentially has sexually assaulted a woman. Yes. When did that uh he wrote he wrote an opinion piece or something in uh, nineteen. Was it nineteen ninety two? It was. Yes, he was uh, twenty two years <laughs> old at the time, I believe, and he wrote about an experience he had on New Year's Eve when he was fifteen years old with a female. And he discusses in this editorial um, how he groped her. He, yeah, um, she gave him a New Year's <laughs> uh, Eve kiss, so he reached for her breast. It was pushed away by her, and uh, he proceeded to continue down that road. So um, he admits it freely, and it's in print. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he has the nerve uh, to cast dispersions at Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, he describes this mm. girl okay. at the time as his mark. Um, and he went in for his mark. Uh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, wow. It's, it's, it's fascinating, and not a peep. Would you expect it, though? No, you... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can't expect any of this to make sense anymore. I mean, you seriously, that, can that was high school as well uh, for him. So if right. we're going to hold him, to the well, same he's fifteen. Standards, Brett yeah. Kavanaugh was what seventeen or something mm-hmm. when this supposedly happened. Yep. So it's very, it's a very similar circumstance, actually. Um, uh, it's a, except for except for the fact that Brett Kavanaugh denies he did it, and Cory Booker admits it from his own mm-hmm. from his own pen. So, you tell me. I mean, Spartacus, what are you doing? <clears throat> yeah. 
Also, French rapper Nick Conrad uh, has just released a music video in which he calls for hanging white people. Oh, good. And for the death of white babies. Video was shared on YouTube and was promptly pulled from the service after an outcry for, about violating its policies on on hate speech. It was, <laughs> uh, it's really uh, you know kind of subtle. The name of the of the song that he he put up on YouTube, "Pende Le Blancs," mm-hmm. "Pende Les Blancs," which means "Hang the Whites." That French. is subtle. I mean, yeah, that's it's like, subtle. It's so. Artsy, that <laughs> title that he went with. It's got real nuance to it. you got to kind of really search for the inner meaning. Yeah, you do. In the lyrics, he raps, I go to nurseries and kill white babies, catch them quickly and hang their parents, tear them up to entertain black kids of all ages, big and small, whip them hard. Frankly, it stinks of death as blood is gushing. Oh, that's... What wow, what a... world! A terrific, terrific song. That, I'm sure that's fine, right? That's no problem. Is he black? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're not familiar? I'm, I'm sorry. Are you not familiar with this particular rapper? What's his name again? Uh, are you just pretending? Nick Conrad. Come on. French rapper Nick Conrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of his, uh, his works do you have at home? Well, do you want me to just go through the albums mm-hmm. that I yeah, enjoy? Yeah, just the CDs or the albums or whatever. Well, I'm a big fan of the album uh, The Magnificent Way. It's the Concord edition oh, okay. that, that I'm big on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the album uh, Lil Mama. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's one of my favorites that's actually too. playing in my truck and i pulled up this morning i was blaring you know they <laughs> track, mama. track seven from lil mama uh um there's sephir noir yeah right you, uh-huh uh-huh don't, don't say uh-huh uh-huh that's your favorite you're acting okay mm-hmm. whatever man no, you want to be it. honest i love it uh now I, I told you how i enjoyed the magnificent way concord edition i also mm-hmm. enjoy the magnificent way just the original album Sure, and then of course my my uh, favorite is um, Tempete Sub-Saharian, mm-hmm. and then last but not least, I mean, what is a Nick Conrad collection without the album PLB? Well, it's a must. I mean, that's a must. I wonder what PLB stands for. I'm acting like I don't know. Do you have any idea what it stands for? Mm, yes, I just don't want to say because I. No, I, I want you to tell me because I, I can't just, find it. I don't want to put you to shame <laughs> like that. It would embarrass. Oh, you. It, it's it's short <clears> for. <throat> Pendez Les Blanc. Oh, gosh. Is that? That's for Hang, that's yeah, right. for that, hang the White. This is an album title, too. Hang the White. What a jerk. That's great. Uh, Laura, Lois in Ohio. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was rather humorous when Cory Booker, after he did his spiel, and he's going on about how awful this has been for her family and, and all the horrible things that have been said. And then he says, and how are your children doing? And she kind of responds nonchalantly, oh, they're doing fairly well. They're okay. So that didn't give him the answer that he wanted. So then he's, and how's your husband doing? And she goes, oh, he's fairly well. He's doing okay. And I'm sure at that time, her attorneys are thinking, how stupid of you. This would have been the perfect yeah. opportunity for you to go on and on about how horrible this has been for your family. And she's just kind of nonchalantly, oh, they're yeah. fine. Yeah, okay. everybody's fine. Fine. <laughs> they're probably doing better. They're probably doing better than uh, Brett Kavanaugh's daughters sure. are doing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Lois. Yeah, it's just amazing. Plus, it, it shows you again, just more proof. 
don't ask questions you don't already know the answer to. And it doesn't work out. Yes, ma'am. Highest honors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you have a uh, degree in economics? Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Highest, highest honors. honors. <laughs> oh, well then. Uh, oh. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Idea. To her credit, though, yeah. she she admit. did admit she got burned by that. <laughs> uh, Matt in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Matt. You there? Did we lose him? Oh, darn it. Mm. He, he, was, uh, he was concerned that nobody asked Christine Blasey Ford <sighs> yeah. where her grandma stay. I want to know that. Show me where your grandma stay. And no, nobody asked it. Nobody did. I mean, that might might have been the most pertinent question of the day. Might have been able to get that answer and go right to the floor for a vote. Yeah. Right? I mean, that could have right? taken care of all these questions. So, actually, after the 45-minute recess, are they, they must be coming back with, with Kavanaugh, right? That's what I'm trying to right? find out. Yeah. They are? Okay. That's yeah, I hear trying. they are. Okay. They're coming back with Good. Kavanaugh. So, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, John in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hi. Hey, um... This is only my opinion, but I see a book coming out of this whole thing by Dr. Ford, mm-hmm. and she will become a multi-multi-millionaire, and I hope she remembers more if she does write this book than what she remember now. This is pathetic. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Uh, she may, you know, she may turn this around into a, you know, <clears throat> into a financially rewarding situation. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, obviously, with all of this, uh, with all of this press coverage, she's certainly going to have some kind of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, from here on out, if nothing else, just a teaching gig somewhere. Right. It. She is already a teacher, though, right? Mm-hmm. She, isn't she a professor somewhere? Yeah, but think of how many people would love to say. Yeah, Christine Blasey Ford staff. is on our staff. Yeah. Yeah. She's. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some pretty interesting uh, discoveries there, though. The, the polygraph test, I, I'd heard some things about that, and I, I had heard that she had taken one, but to have that kind of confirmed and that she did supposedly pass, although what was written was it was not indicative of deception. Is that the same thing as she's telling the truth? I don't know. And it was administered on August 7th, although she wasn't sure about that. And uh, this was one week after she wrote the letter to Diane Feinstein. Um, for the test, Ford gave her account where she alleged um, that Kavanaugh pinned her to a bed at the party and tried to grope her. And so if she did pass the test, it's, you know, is it proof that something did happen to her by somebody? Maybe, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was Brett Kavanaugh. When they come back from the recess, hopefully we'll also find out more about the two men who came forward yesterday and admitted it was them who per- perpetrated this uh, this crime on uh, Christine Ford. So hopefully we'll hear their account as well. 888 more Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Obviously not big fans of Lindsey Graham. Made that pretty clear over the years. But he had some pretty good things to say today. As he was, he's not a part of the Senate Judiciary hearing. Um, but he was accosted by reporters. And he was. they were asking him about why no FBI investigation and other things about this uh, this hearing. And here's what he said. Well, I have to answer. Will to this answer be enough it. for some Republicans not to vote for her? Well, let me put it this way to my Republican colleagues. <clears throat> if this becomes the new standard where you have an accusation for weeks, you drop it right before the hearing, you withhold from the mm-hmm. committee a chance to, to do this in a uh, professional, timely fashion, right. when they publicly say that their goal is to delay the vote, get the Senate back in 2018 to make sure he can't fill the seat. They're publicly saying that. I don't want to reward that kind of behavior. I think we've been very fair. And to my Republican colleagues, if you can ignore everything in this record, look at an allegation that's 35 years old, that's uncertain in time, place, date and no cooperation if that's enough for you god help us all as republicans because this happens to us it never happens to them but let me tell you my democratic friends Mm. if this is the new norm you better watch out for your nominees yep i mean that's that's good stuff and i don't know how you argue with any of that really true uh kamala harris was uh, responding to the fact that they had several months, like a couple of months, to do an FBI investigation if that's what they wanted so badly. If that's what you wanted, why didn't you do this investigation when you first heard about it clear back in July? Why, why didn't you start that process? You could have done that. So her response was, yeah, you could have done it the last 11 days, too. What? What? <laughs> okay. So we're more responsible for the last 11 days than you are for the last two to three months? Uh, it's just, it's pathetic the way they comport themselves. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, Pete in Pennsylvania, you're on, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, I'm curious about one thing that no one has brought up, uh, except Dr. Ford, regarding how traumatized she was over this uh, encounter, supposedly encounter, and... Uh, she is beside herself and so claustrophobic that they had to remodel the home because she's so claustrophobic. But it, she goes on airplane trips all over the country uh, to the Bahamas uh, mm-hmm. 10 times uh, all over the country, flying. Mm-hmm. Now, how is she not claustrophobic, though? I, I don't know. I don't know. That is an interesting point, though. Uh, thanks, Pete. Is so? Is that why she wanted the other door? Was that it? It was claustrophobia. Nah, I don't. I missed I'm not point. sure. I got that uh, part of it. That's interesting. That's interesting. There we go. Is our phone number, Ivan? <laughs> Can't say interesting anymore without that happening. <laughs> oh, there's so many words that have been ruined by us. I know. By it's you. true. It is. Yeah. It's and they true. just come up in daily life, and uh, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I I missed that part of the thing this morning. Uh, let's see. Ooh, here's some interesting. Let's see. Hang on. Uh, scroll, scroll. By the way, we're still about 25 minutes away from uh, from Brett Kavanaugh uh, testifying, so we'll have to have that for you tomorrow. But obviously, everybody's going to be covering that. I know she drives a hybrid. 
I know the, the, really? Ford, the Ford Zone 2 hybrids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Just, so, I mean, oh do we know gosh. what kind of hybrids? What, what uh, make and model? Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. Hang on. <clears throat> so they're, they're obviously environmentally conscious. Of course. Good. I'm, I'm pleased about that. Uh-huh. Um, She's even more heroic than the Democrats made her out to be then. She's also saving the planet. Wait just one second, though. Mm. Her husband has worked for medical and pharmaceutical companies. So once the Democrats on the committee find out about that... Pharmaceuticals? She's out. Big I mean, they pharmaceutical? They're, I mean, they're going to have to decide. They're, they're going to have some soul-searching in the next 45 minutes here. There's some wealth in her family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and she grew up wealthy. She went to the club every day. She went to the club, country club every day. She went to an elite all-girls school. Uh, so she grew up wealthy, and now I think I think they're pretty wealthy uh, in their in their life today as well. She and her husband and their their family. Um, so she's not a poor person. How is it that the Democrats even care about her? I, well, I guess because she she's making a claim against somebody they hate. So that's, there you go. That's why they can get behind her. Ta-da! But they love her, man. They absolutely love her. She's brilliant. Well, it'd be fun to go back over all the things they called her. From brilliant to courageous to heroic. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was a glowing adjective that they didn't use about her. 888 Have you heard about the uh, new Halloween movie? I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when we first heard about it. Um, but this is, they're saying this is the actual sequel to the original Halloween movie. The movie's kind of deviated, I think, from some of the aspects of the first one. Um, and they weren't done by the same person in subsequent sequels. This one is supposed to be a direct sequel to it. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Huh. She was in the first one. Okay. Are you familiar with Halloween at all? Yes. Uh, the one that came out in 78. I, I didn't watch it, but uh, I'm familiar with it. Yes. So was she a man at that time or no? <laughs> no, she oh, wasn't. Oh, that was an internet thing. Sorry. Yeah, she wasn't. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> she was actually quite an attractive woman. Uh-huh. Um, but this latest entry into the franchise could be headed toward the biggest opening weekend for the franchise ever, they're saying. Even bigger than Halloween Resurrection, which starred Buster Rhymes. That's that's pretty big. Huh. Um, the website Box Office Pro is estimating that David Gordon Green's Halloween might be on the path towards a fifty to sixty million dollar opening weekend. Could even go as high as eighty five million dollars. Should this happen, it won't quite give the October box office uh, advantage because Venom is on track to make slightly more in its opening weekend, but it will result in the best opening weekend for a Halloween film. The current record holder is Rob Zombie's Halloween in 2007. Wow, that's bizarre. Because I don't think that had much of anything to do with the original series, did it? Rob Zombie's Halloween was completely different. And that opened with $26.3 million. So this one should beat that easily. Wow. H2O, Halloween 2O, uh, hauled in $16.1 million in 1998. Uh, there's some inflation that you have to work in there, but a 50 to $60 million opening would still be well above those. The fact that both Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter are both back in some capacity 
uh, is exciting to all the fans of the series. I'm actually kind of interested in it, and I don't. Do you like I, horror flicks? I don't really get into horror flicks anymore. I, yeah. I remember watching going to Halloween when I was a kid, and I thought, in fact, it might have been Halloween. Oh, oh. it might have been Halloween where <laughs> I said, okay, I, I don't want to watch teenagers get chopped up anymore. Yeah, but could you? I, I don't want to see harpoons go through. Yeah, uh, I can see maybe teenagers' heads when they're path. making out in the woods. Yeah. necessarily. So, but could you go for a piece of raw meat crawling across the countertop? I did. Yes, in Poltergeist. <laughs> yes, I did love that. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> what a dumb. What a cheesy special effect that By the turned way, out to be. I, may, may I interrupt uh, the show mm-hmm. flow for just mm-hmm. a moment to tease something that's going to come up in the last segment of the program uh, shortly here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffy, you know, our Jeff Fisher mm-hmm. just sent me maybe the coolest fun fact of all time. Which is? Well, I'm teasing it for the next segment. Don't be, don't, okay. don't oh, okay. surprise you. All right. It's, it's awesome. It's the coolest fun fact of all time. And it involves math. So it takes a lot for right. me to say. Kind of excited about that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. David in California. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat, how are you doing today? Doing good. Hey man, I think it's pretty ridiculous how all the Democrats want to do is put this woman up on a pedestal, not ask a single question pertaining to the event or the facts or yeah. anything having to do with the situation. Praising me too, and 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 and, and the Democrat prosecutor gal she's actually asking questions about the actual event and the things that are going on sad thing is is i think that this prosecutor gal is on the woman's side and i think she's going to totally grill kavanaugh when he comes in i think this is just a total uh scam it's a show Mm. i'm telling you nothing happens she's a psychologist she gives you a plausible event and then plants herself in it because she knows how to play people's emotions. That's what they study. That's what they do. So you don't think it never hmm, happened. You don't think she was it even never assaulted at all by anybody. No, she was never assaulted <clears throat> by anybody. Mm, wow. And none of her stuff is backing any of it up. The the the, the past uh, uh, psychological people that she talked to when she needed a second door in the entryway because of her claustrophobia or whatever. Yeah. Uh, never mentioned Brett Kavanaugh. No, that's that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, so I actually I doubt the entire event ever occurred. I don't think she was ever even sexually assaulted. It's very easy for someone to act in empathy and make you believe it happened to them. I could tell you stories and make you believe it happened to me, and it did not happen to me. It's what, easy. What about the, passing the polygraph? Uh, her, her attorneys wrote down the questions for this dude to ask her. Yeah, probably. How did she not pass? Probably. Let me tell you something. Also, you know what? The moment you start crying, I've had a polygraph. The moment you start crying during a polygraph, they turn it off until you calm down enough so that they think they can get accurate readings. Mm. They do not do polygraphs. Mm-hmm. The day your grandmother dies, because they know that the emotions affect the polygraph, and the polygraph did not say that she was telling the truth. It said that she, uh, uh, the, how did they word that exactly? Interesting. Help me out with that. Yeah, they I, said how they worded it was, it's amazing. was very important. All right. So, uh, so your conclusion just didn't happen at all by at anybody. All. All right. At all. She sat down with the New, with the Washington Post and Diane Feinstein and these two lawyers. And they concocted the story. It reads like a Dean Coons novel. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. It's interesting because I she kind of convinced me something did happen. I just don't think Brett Kavanaugh did it. But that's uh, that's a pretty 
that's a uh, that's a bold take that she, nothing happened to her at all. Uh, so that would be that would make this all political, then, right? Uh, you'd have to be you just have to hate Trump. You'd have to hate Kavanaugh. Well, and she knew him as a kid, so maybe maybe she does. Uh, Cherie in Florida, you're on the blaze. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I am a twice violent rape survivor. Oh, my gosh. And I remember every detail. I'm 51 years old. The very first rape, I was 17 years old. It was April 20th, 1984. And I remember every last detail. The person, where I was, the mm. day it was, the time. Okay, mm-hmm. the second time I was violently raped, I was a virgin the first time. Oh, I uh, am old school, and I was wanted, I always, all, all my life, wanted to save myself for marriage. And I did not have sex after that rape until I got married to my husband. The second time I was violently raped was an airman and whiskey. My husband was stationed at Tyndall. And I was raped by an Air Force um, airman that oh worked gosh. on the flight line. And my husband and I went to the OSI. Okay, we followed protocol. And I reported every last detail of that. They ended up uh, relocating that individual. I can tell you, and I had 16 years of therapy to deal with, with these issues. To this day, I have flashbacks. All it takes is a word, a look, uh, mm. a, a song on the radio, and I have flashbacks. This woman is so full of poop. It's unbelievable. And it's these kinds of liars, okay, that do damage to real survivors such as myself. And ever since, they started glamorizing this fraud, okay, it has inflamed me and triggered PTSD. I have, I have chronic PTSD from being violently raped and sodomized as a virgin. Mm. This woman is a freaking liar. She's got two GoFundMe pages. They've raised over $300,000 for this woman. This woman, I don't know if anybody's brought it up, but she, uh, she works at two different colleges. I've done my research on this chick, okay? And all the facts of the interview uh, investigation from Grassley's people, it was all put online in the middle of the night last night. This woman is a liar, okay? It was not Brett Kavanaugh. Two, they interviewed two people on the phone. Two guys ended up calling Grassley's team, and they said they had an incident with her that she's describing with Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh. It was not Brett Kavanaugh. This woman is such a liar. And these Democrats, let me tell you, they need to burn in hell. Mm. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah. Well, Cherie, I, it's heart wrenching that you, you went through all that and, and continue to suffer uh, those events. Appreciate the call. Triple eight. Um, 933.93. It is amazing how many women we have heard from who've been through it. It's staggering, as a matter of fact. Uh, and it, you know, it it must hurt when you hear somebody who um, 
seems to be not on the up and up and and not totally honest about what she's saying i'm i'm sure that does bring back uh the horror of of what what happened what actually happened to people triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pat gray unleashed coming up in a second pat gray on the blaze radio network Pat Gray returns. <laughs> Hello. And the Blaze Radio oh, Network. Oh, my gosh. Now, welcome. Kind of a little prematurely. Quite there. a pause there. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, all right. Jeffy said this is weird fact. Yeah. Only today. Okay. Your age plus your year of birth mm-hmm. will total 2018. Oh, neat. This only happens every thousand years. <laughs> no way. Uh huh. So, is did it, you can do that? Can that be true? Because it's true for me. Is it? My is it really? age? Okay, yeah. so your age is 42. 42. 42. So plus 1976. 1976. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's eight. It's 2018. Wow, so it's awesome. <clears throat> Jeffy, yes! Except it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for Pat. It doesn't work for me. Why, why not? My Pat? age, okay? Uh huh. I'm 43. Okay, wait. That's why it doesn't work, because your math is off from the get go. <laughs> no, okay. 57. Uh huh. Plus the a, the year I was born, 1960, mm-hmm. but it was late in the year. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so it doesn't work. So huh? it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Right. So uh, a small. It didn't. Amount, it didn't work for Ron either. Right. A small amount of googling mm-hmm. came up with this explanation that you can now share. There's a Facebook post going around at the moment that says. And when is this dated, Pat? This is dated. <laughs> October twenty second, two thousand seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Oh, so this was going around yes. last every thousand years. Well, first of all, eighteen. First of all, no wonder because it's twenty eighteen. It's eighteen. There's a Facebook post going around at the moment that says today, and it it was at this moment on October twenty second, two thousand seventeen. Not a, you might recognize that as not a thousand years ago. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> today, if you add your age plus the year you were born, you'll get 2017. This only <laughs> happens every thousand years. Beside that, beside that fact, that beside the fact that the statement is wrong for anybody who hasn't had their birthday yet this year. There you go. See the idea that it only happens once every thousand years is ludicrous. Yeah, it is actually the case. On uh, December 31st every year. So this we should save this for the December 31st show. It also works for anybody on any day of the year after their birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this only works every thousand years. <laughs> these are never accurate. Oh. So you should never send these things. And Jeffy should know that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Say that sentence again. Jeffy, Jeffy should know that. Mm-hmm. Because we get, how many hoaxes do you get via email or tweets or whatever? And they're never right. All right. 888 Eric in California. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, guys. So hey. a couple quick things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Supreme, like, we, I, go, I go to school at Skyline. I've called you guys a few times, and I have a professor now that's asking us to 
write a paper on what do you think the Supreme Court picked Kavanaugh, uh, his fitness, basically, to the court, uh-huh. and how can we fix sexual assault culture in our country? So it's kind of a weird question in some ways because I'm not, I, I don't necessarily know the answer, and neither does anybody, and no one's going to figure it out. Right. But uh, more importantly for this assignment, I've been really happy to have you guys uh, making jokes and you know, the usual comments about mm-hmm. uh, various topics and, and things, <laughs> keeping it interesting. So thanks, guys, for keeping things uh, <laughs> light today and, Absolutely. and out of a serious situation. Thank See, you. It's the only way we can handle it. Uh, thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate it. Otherwise, we just go stark raving mad, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole FBI investigation in dignity, every single Democrat brought up, I don't know why you didn't do the FBI investigation. Why? You do the FBI investigation. I think it deserves an FBI investigation. Why you do the FBI investigation? There should have been an investigation by the FBI. Why didn't they? Why didn't the FBI investigate the investigation? It should have been done by the FBI. Okay. Can you do an investigation of the investigation. <laughs> back in 1991, here's what Joe Biden said about that former vice president oh. of the United States. But back then, he's just a you know douchebag senator. <laughs> Uh, wondering about uh, FBI investigations on Clarence Thomas and the whole Anita Hill thing. Here's what he said. The last thing I'll point out, the next person that refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. (laughs) FBI explicitly does not, in this or any other case, reach a conclusion. A conclusion. Period. Period. Did he talk down to you enough there? Every conclusion. Period. I'm saying it real slow and dumb like because you're all stupid. Okay. So they should play that sound every time one of these buffoons brings up the FBI investigation. Here's what your beloved Joe Biden said about that. Oh, good gosh. And heads up, we're not done with uh, the beloved Joe Biden either. <clears throat> no, he'll be back. He's running in 2020 against Trump. He is kicking himself that he didn't run last time. <laughs> you know he wants it. He wants it bad. Yes. And he thinks he thinks he can get it. Look how arrogant that guy is and was. Was and is. Mm-hmm. And we all know it. Yep. All right. Well, in a few minutes uh, after the show wraps up, sadly, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. We'll be testifying, and we'll see what he has to say, so we'll bring that to you uh, tomorrow, as well as more on trivia, right? Yeah. Yes, I should say more on trivia. 1 p.m. Eastern, it's the uh, Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers. Talk to you then. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.